0: Uh, yeah, Tenacious D is one of those things, like, once things reach a critical mass of being liked enough, I'm just like, I can't possibly like it. It's like The Witcher. Like, I just refuse to engage with The Witcher because everyone loves The Witcher, what? and Tenacious but D is thing. You like, play like, Fate,
1: Grand Order, literally the most sold-out anime of all time. What?
0: I never talk to those people. <laughs> to me, out in, like, California, nobody plays FGO. What? Like, I don't know anybody else that plays FGO. It's just me and Tom Coos, and that's it. <laughs> You know? It's, it's all you weebs. Yeah, but if everyone around me was like, oh, Rob, you gotta play FGO, I'd be like, oh, I suddenly hate this game.
1: God, you're such a contrarian.
0: Oh, no, 100%. That's just the, the archetype of my personality, and I hate it. So
2: I have been meaning to tell magical. you about your lord and savior, FGO.
0: Oh, no. Okay, keep it up, keep it up. My wallet would thank <laughs> you if you could break this habit.
1: <laughs> okay, well. Welcome back to D&D. Uh... let's get started without uh, further doo doo. <laughs> uh, first off, I wanted to, uh, just tell Tugum, and I told him this earlier, that I have e- magically equipped him with a hand crossbow which seemed to have slipped out of his pocket last session and has magically found its way back into his bag. Uh, also. Uh, Tugum uh, has had a minor concussion and has forgotten a uh, somewhat useless spell, in lieu for a useful spell. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully, no other concussions will happen, but this was a good concussion, so... Uh, Tugum forgot... he's like a Pokémon. You give him a TM in the middle of a dungeon. It's like, Tugum forgot Comprehend Languages, and Tugum learned Dissonant Whispers. And then, and then you say Rah, Tugum. No, I'm not even gonna get that.
0: I? Mean, I do I have like rare candies to get my Tugum? Does my Tugum battle like? I need
1: more information. Can I about only my
3: say my name now? My
1: turn. <laughs> tugum, 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 Tugum. tugum. <laughs> I mean, it's D and D. You could literally do. If we, we just walk? have a Pokemon campaign now? I'm just being like, Drea, Drea, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but you have a goblin with a flamethrower cannon. So, you're pretty much yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, what are we doing?
0: I got a flamethrower! The Suicide Squad equivalent of Pokemon is what this is now.
1: <laughs> Previously on Arctus uh, you all are still investigating the decaying laboratory belonging to a vampire duke has been who has been performing experiments uh, on the deceased and the recently dead. In the laboratory you've found, well, what seems to be a lot of shambling forms who have been alerted to your presence uh, by the loud reverberating ringing and smashing of the uh, combination bagpipe and war gong that is Tugum. Um, however, Further down into the laboratory, you have discovered that the monsters perhaps have not been alerted to your presence. And as you discovered a treasure chamber that had a mysterious cloak sitting on a rack, you all looted the chests and found a few more friendly faces invading this room, as Tugum uh, seemed to have popped a trap with a discerning eyeball within it. Ah, in this room, after you have looted the chests and procured all of the gold inside, you still have not found a way to remove this interesting cloak from the rack. Being a little bit worse for the wear, Freon and Tugum could possibly need some rest, but you're not quite sure what might still be lurking in the halls. What will you decide to do from here? I guess we'll find out. You may begin. All right, just board
0: up the door. Dreon is already at this point slumped up against the wall, looking more and more haggard. Just, just board up the the door. Who's taking Who's taking guard? I only need an hour.
1: Does anybody uh, decide to? Stand watch, Where is everybody going to decide to take a short rest?
4: Hey,
5: I can watch for an hour because my flamethrower is going to go away anyway and I kind of want to see this thing
1: through to the end.
6: I can stay with you, Kozlo.
1: Uh, Matugum, you actually have an ability that can facilitate the healing of your friends as they rest. It is called the Song of Rest. And if you'd like to uh, <clears throat> uh, sing your friend's a little tune, they will heal more as they, uh, as they rest here in the room.
3: I don't see that ability.
1: Uh, if you double click your character sheet and you click on what I believe is features. Yes, it's on the bottom of features. It's called Song of Rest. If you click on it, beginning at 2nd level, you can use soothing music or oration to help revitalize your wounded allies during a short rest. If you or any friendly creatures who can hear your performance regain hit points at the end of the short rest by spending hit dice, which is what they're about to do, each of those creatures are going to regain an extra 1d6. So they'll have to uh, spend less hit dice in order to max out their hit points uh, during the short rest. Basically, a short rest is a time for you to regenerate hit points.
3: Okay, well, then I will I'll cast Song of Rest.
1: All right, it's less of a cast and more of a uh, constant singing as you, uh, well, I won't do no, it for you. No, I'm but... hopping
3: all around. I'm a half-orc. <laughs> going to sing this song better. Get some Wawa. I'm a half-orc, and I'm singing this song to you. Oh, is that a cape? I'm going to rip out. It's not. <laughs>
0: can you can you uh, just do forgot about Dre for an hour straight while I rest? So
1: I can rest better. <laughs> I mean, we, we, nowadays we everyone to no, it's nowadays everybody want to talk about you got to something to say, but nothing comes out when you move the lips. Just a bunch of gibberish, motherfuckers. Act like they forgot about Dre. Uh, forgot yes. about Dreon. I said it up. I dropped I right there. there. I dropped it. I dropped it.
3: So what do you say to somebody you hate? Meow.
1: <laughs> Alright, well, uh, whatever you decide on for your song of rest, uh, you all could use an hour. Now, you all can. You all can do a short rest, but there is a chance of something coming up on your location. Start regaining your hit dice, please. Uh, Tugum, if you would like to do this, uh, which you probably should, you can double-click your character sheet, and on the top right corner of the screen it says rest, short, long. You're going to click short, and then it'll ask you to uh, roll your dice. And then uh, you can keep rolling those dice, as long as you have dice to roll, to regenerate hit points.
3: So it says roll, hit roll? Uh
1: Uh-huh. And don't forget, every time you do this, you'll add an extra 1d6.
3: mean, do I want to do this all four times?
1: Uh, one second. So, on the first one, you got four, and the second one you did nine. Now, remember, each one of those, you want to do another d6 of healing. So I want you to roll uh, a 1d6. You'll heal four more. And then roll another d6 for me. Okay, so you'll heal a total of five more. So go ahead and heal five hit points on your character sheet. Very good. All right, Drian, I see you are full. Uh, Azrael, what are you doing? Um short resting? Oh, sorry, I just saw you harnessing divine power. Are you uh Oh it's
6: on short rest. Uh can recover ah, I half see, I see. of my proficiency bonus rounded down, so I get one one first level
2: spell slot back.
1: Okay. Uh Kozlo, you can also regain your hit points during the short rest. And you okay, will be I thought uh... I was
2: waiting for everyone else to do it because I was watching the door.
1: You will be also watching, so um, I'll have you regenerate your hit points, and at the end, we'll see if you uh, notice anything walking down the halls. So am
0: I good to hit the short rest button, Christina? Yeah, Yeah, you should be good.
1: Alright, it looks like <clears> the <throat> light was extinguished in here as well, so everybody is working on dark vision right now.
6: Yeah, that was Azrael's
1: uh,
6: channel divinity. It goes down. Alright.
1: Okay, Kozlo with the huge d6. That Song of Rest is actually really nice, and with Tugum's uh, beautiful voice, you feel more rested than you would uh, feel normally. Now, let's see what might be lurking. Flamethrower would
2: be gone, by the way.
1: All Um, right. I don't
2: know how to remove it.
1: I will delete him. Bah-bah! Flamethrower folds back up into uh, it's magical space and disapparates. Now let's see if anything comes up on you during your short rest. And Koslo, as you keep an ear out as your allies rest, make me a perception check please. All right, you and your cannon protector friend do not hear anything during the hour that your friends rest. Nothing seems to change with the cloak that is currently sitting on the rack. And the light that is currently uh, hitting the rack, beaming down from the ceiling, uh, does not change. What do you all
0: do? Uh, Dreon's gonna get up, and he does a big, big kitty stretch. He looks like, despite only an hour's worth of rest, a, a new man. He grins widely. All right, what's next? I didn't hear anything
5: by the door. I think we're good.
0: Dreon uh, is going to give the door a listen.
1: Alright, Dreon, you listen for any signs of, well, anything on the other side of the door. And you are met with silence.
0: Well, seems like the coast is clear. He's gonna open the door.
1: the door opens and extends back into the familiar hallway beyond. Uh, the corpses of the recently slain still remain there.
2: There would also be a sound that goes off because Kozlo never removed his <laughs> thing from the door knob.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's... <laughs> Holy shit, there's someone coming in!
0: Dreon looks around, panicking.
1: Oh, sorry, I forgot
0: to turn that off. <laughs> yeah, you know, Dreon looks at Kozlo patiently. Kozlo has clearly proven himself to Drian. better safe than sorry. At least we would have known. Um, He turns to Asriel. You finished messing with this cloak? Oh,
6: I didn't really do anything with the cloak. Was I supposed to?
0: I saw you looking at it earlier, and you, you did the moonlight thing, so I figured maybe you were interested in it, but... I mean, if you're not, we can just go. I mean...
6: You could try to just poke at it with your long stick.
0: Uh, I don't really fuck with magic. Kind of a kind of a house rule. So if you want to do with that, that's all you. Well, I don't have a long stick, so I suppose not. Dreon hands, <laughs> holds out his stick.
6: <laughs> um,
0: Azrael just stares blankly at you. It's it's a stick. Do you want it? No. All right, what I'm hearing is we're done with the cloak, then. (laughs) Tugum wants to reach
3: for the cloak.
1: All right, Tugum. You reach for the cloak. Your hand extends into the green light surrounding it. And, surprisingly, nothing seems to happen. And as your fingertips brush the cloak, it makes contact. And it is most certainly a a cloak. You feel the uh, coarse fabric underneath your fingers. And yet, still, death does not find you. However, (laughs) when you talk on the cloak slightly, it appears to be stuck to the rack in a very peculiar manner. You cannot seem to move it. What do you do?
3: I attempt to remove the cloak from the light.
1: All right. You'd like make me a athletics saving throw. Tugum, you're not particularly strong, and you grab the edge of the cloak and you begin to tug, and you Hear the fabric stretching and straining, uh, almost about to rip. Do you continue pulling?
3: Yeah. I got this.
1: All right. Make me one more athletics check, please. All right. You grunt and strain in the immovable cloak. You. with a loud rip, it tears in half, and you extract your half of it from the rack.
3: Hey, you guys like my new cloak? Just got it.
1: Yeah, it's
5: great. Yeah, it's, this caused more property damage while we're here.
1: Uh, the green light seems to dissipate as the cloak is torn.
0: So, is half a cloak good?
1: Dreon asks,
0: legitimately confused.
3: I don't know. I think it's going to be make a nice cummerbund.
1: A what? Uh, you've acquired length of green cloth. I a cummerbund. It's like
0: a cinnamon roll. Oh, what? How's that going to be a cinnamon roll? It's a piece of cloth. I don't know what toga means. Dreon (laughs) stares. All right, well, let's... (coughs) Get going and, and before we do, and he looks at, at Tugum and Kozlo, let's let's try to keep it quiet this time. Just going forward, like we tried the other thing, good effort, didn't work, let's try something else. And yeah, it was my idea, by the way. Did we do a quiet thing? Yeah, it's a it's, it's nod- a great idea, Kozlo. We should do it.
3: I nod my head in agreement and I take the green cloth and I tie it around my head in a headband, and then I rub two fingers on the ground for dirt, and okay. I makes two smudges under my eyes. Okay. Uh,
1: John Rambo. Okay, you are uh, John Tugum Rambo. Ready for war.
0: You don't know why, but Dreon seems to regard you uh, more highly. (laughs) Dreon is going to just poke his head around the corner again, do a perception check.
1: All right, as you peer around the corner, you see the empty hallway, slightly damp, with the moisture and accumulation slightly dripping from the ceiling. It's very dark.
0: Uh, Dreon looks behind to all of you and, like, lowers his voice to a whisper. Ah, oh, that's that, that door over there, and he points into the room where the, uh, the last set of zombies came from. There's that light under the door. We should go check it out. Hey, good idea.
2: Kazil will stop just short of it. Yeah, so does Dreon. I remember it it was like coming from around the door, right? Like, like it was coming through from the other side.
1: Uh, It is coming through from the cracks in the uh, underside of the door. (coughs) Uh, Dreon, you investigate. Yep, it's light.
0: I can't make heads or tails of it, but. Frankly, weird
1: lights and magic
0: and shit really are my detail.
1: Uh, All you can can tell from the little bit of light coming uh, through the door is that it's uh, slightly reddish-purple in color.
2: Would I be able to do an arcana check to see if I can make any sense of what would be causing a whole bunch of reddish-purple light in a A room?
1: Absolutely. Make me an arcana check, please. Wow, excellent. Uh, generally, magics like this that produce some sort of uh, energy or light tend to have strong, uh, strong properties that can affect others. Uh, usually, these things are served as a warning or perhaps a ward of some sort um, but otherwise, judging by the color and frequency, uh, whatever is on the other side, you know for a fact, uh, will not harm you. Oh I I've seen this sort of shit before.
0: I think it
5: might be magic.
0: Well, what kind of magic? Is it the kind of magic that makes your butt explode?
5: I don't think so. I think that was the tacos.
0: Nah. All right. Well, you think we should go in?
5: I think it's probably fine. Might be some kind of water or something, though. Might sound an alarm or something. Holy shit!
1: Wait, <laughs> we already did that one.
0: He looks All back right. to Asriel and Tugum. Opinions?
3: Tugum looks at Drion. With his new green headband and dirt paint under his eyes, he nods his head. He looks to the sky, takes a deep breath in through his nose, out through his mouth. <sighs> I got this, guys, and I walk into the light.
1: Oh shit! So brave, so brave. Uh, you walk into the light. Tugum, nothing seems to happen. The thick stone door that lies in front of you Appears to be shut
2: Can I check around it for- check around the door for traps or any mechanisms attached to the door?
1: Absolutely, make me an investigation check please Uh, Oslo, you investigate the door And aside from the bit of light coming up from underneath the stone Uh, The door seems to be locked with a very simple stone latch. And you don't believe it's trapped.
2: It is locked, though? It is locked. Alright, I got this! Can I sleight of hand to unlock it?
1: 100%. Go ahead. Ooh. Kozlo, you... Uh, do you have thieves tools by the way oh wait you have you're an artificer yeah. you have the rightful tool for the job yeah. always um,
2: but also i do just separately have a set of thieves tools
1: oh you get to work on the latch and by goblin brilliance it is far under your level of skill and you manage to lift the stone lever with a grind <sniffs> the door unlocks Alright, what do you think?
0: Well, you opened it, might as well go in. Oh god!
1: Uh, Maybe maybe might as well just hang
0: out here for a sec. Uh
1: inside this round chamber, it appears to hum with magical energy. And at the center of this chamber appears to be a purple gem. Uh, sitting in a bronze statue and inside the gem you see a stony eyeball which seems to be emitting the bright purple light you see in the room and surrounding whatever this dais is in the center of the room is arcane scrawlings everywhere on the floor
6: sorry the eye is in the gem?
1: that is correct
2: is it like an image of an eyeball, or is it literally there's an eyeball in the middle of this gem?
1: Uh, it appears that there is uh, an eyeball uh, encased within this gem. Oh, well, that's weird!
2: Can I do another arcana check to see if I know why there would be an eyeball encased in a gem?
1: Absolutely. slamming on these arcana checks (laughs) from what you can read in the floor uh these symbols are absolutely arcane in nature and you from the writing on the floor this is a a spell of binding and it's not just a spell of binding uh just anything it's very specific to the undead and the gem in the middle if uh You come to the conclusion, after reading the writing, uh, that this gem intends to bind undead to the service uh, of a singular master.
4: All right, guys, hear me out, hear me out, I got an idea. Okay.
5: So I think that gem with the eyeball thing is like some kind of a, like, control thing? So maybe if we break it, then all these zombies and shit will just be regular zombies and not like the, the other kind of zombies. I'm not sure, but maybe they'll, they'll stop attacking us. So maybe they'll attack the other guy.
6: was slow. Wasn't yeah. the Wasn't the door we found earlier said something about a master of the undead or something or other may pass? Maybe the gem is the key.
5: Oh! Wait, so you think if I grab that gem, then I can have a whole bunch of zombies?
6: Or at yes. least get past the door.
2: All right, Koslo just isn't even thinking at this point. He rushes in to grab the gem.
1: There he goes. Nothing seems to explode as you walk across the arcane scrawlings on the floor. The gem sits. Uh, Just conveniently in reach of your tiny goblin arms uh, being held up by bronze-skeletal arms. Yeah, I'm watching this intently,
0: almost confused by the fact Kozlo hasn't blown up.
2: (laughs) Kozlo is gonna pull a whole, like, (laughs) Aladdin reaching for the magic lamp moment.
4: With the gem,
2: like, reflecting in his enormous red eyeballs.
1: So pretty.
2: And he snatches it.
1: All right, you lift the gem off of the arms. And the bronze hands holding the gem all curl up into fists as they no longer hold their prize. Oh god, they're gonna punch me! But nothing else seems to happen as you take this gem for your own. The light goes with
0: you. Hey, look at me! I got a purple glow now, too! Triad, come on! Come on! Or, God, Dread. Dread. Kazo, come on! Get Dread. out of here! Oh, no, don't bring the light with you! No, no, it's coming with me! It's mine!
1: Triad <laughs> tries to outpace it. <laughs> Kozlo, I will, I will uh, have to attach this to you separately, but uh, <laughs> it will, the light will continue to follow you as long as you hold this gem aloft.
0: Is it, are you itching or did, do your knees hurt? No. and
3: nuts! No, just like Kozloian dance!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, mysterious emanation. Uh, where's my light animation? Color intensity? Ah yes, here it is.
2: I just realized I picked up another eyeball from- I forget where. Does it have- does the other oh, eyeball- Oh, from the chest. Oh, right.
1: Um, one eyeball... of the eyeballs, uh, is... ...made of wood. And it is currently ah. closed. Uh, this one looks extremely different. It is much smaller. Uh, almost exactly the size of a human eyeball and it it seems to be encased completely in the purple crystal. The other one was a, uh, an eyeball trap.
6: Should we return to the door then?
0: Or should we continue down this other hallway? I don't- we don't get paid if we go back without getting rid of What's-His-Face.
6: presumably what's his face is behind the door of the master of the undead or whatever
0: that seems like a place they'd put him all right let's keep going uh rob question is is it this direction or that's
6: back the way we came that we that direction we haven't gone i don't think yet okay
1: kozlo you were just absolutely glowing
6: Coslo, that color is very pretty on you.
1: It really brings out
6: the red in your eyes.
0: Why do these fucking magical things always have to glow with weird fucking colors?
2: There's this door here, right?
6: I think so, question mark? I think this was
5: the door. (laughs) Maybe?
6: Oh no, it might have been- it might be that one, I don't know. It said something on it, so what does it say?
1: Uh, one moment, as Jim... uh, ...takes a peeper. Ah yes, this is most certainly the door. One moment.
0: Dreon mutters to himself, uh, mutters something to himself about the element of surprise.
1: Uh, from this particular door, um... This was the one that you heard a, uh, a faint hum of energy from the other side. Dreon was the one that, um, Pressed his ear to the door. This one is not the door that originally flared up with the purple light.
6: I think it's further up here.
5: So many doors in this place.
1: There we (coughs) are. All right in front of this door. <clears throat> it has an inscription on it, carved in purple light. And it reads, show yourself to be the master of the decayed to enter the sanctum of the Creator.
3: Tugum, Tugum taps on Dreon's shoulder and gets Dreon to look back at him. Again, closes, closes his eyes, looks to the sky, takes a deep breath in through his nose out through his mouth and then he pulls out his bagpipes and points to him like huh huh
0: Chad <laughs> like looks back and starts to shake his head but you can tell he's like wondering if there's even a
1: point to trying to play it quiet pascolo as the light of the eye and the light hitting the door merge together they seem to resonate into a single pulsing beam of light and you hear the door snap open a mystical lock broken
2: Kazza will make a big show of like
1: oh great door
5: of uh, purple magic stuff I beseech thee as thy master
1: to unlock
2: even though it's already unlocked he's
1: just <laughs> making a show out of it and even if you add in a little Click, click, click. You, you make it extremely convincing. Would you like to make a performance check? Sure. (laughs) Clap. It's incredibly convincing. Almost like you've (laughs) tried to bullshit before, goblin.
2: (laughs) I just wanna, I just wanna note for like, party purposes. Everyone in the entire party would be used to Koslo doing shit like this all the time, so they would almost <laughs> certainly never believe that he's actually, like, doing whatever it is he says he is.
1: I feel like Azriel would probably still clap, though. That's just my guess.
3: <laughs> Tugum is 100% an enabler.
1: It sounds like it. Oh, yeah, tukum has got the gambler personality, so yeah.
0: All right. Good job, Kozlo, that you very much are the, the lord and master of the Decade or whatever. Uh, are, are we ready to go in?
1: Let's see what's behind door number purple. All right. <laughs> As you open the door, it appears to lead into a very short hallway, and it twists around the corner uh, almost immediately. And again, the walls are so damp here. Why is everything so wet? Aside from that, the hallway is dark. uh, Except for there's a little bit of light coming in from Coslo. Otherwise, you hear mm, the sound of chanting, voices chanting, coming from down the hall. And perhaps a little bit of a glow from around the corner.
0: Um... Trion's mm-hmm. going to roll a perception check as soon as he starts hearing the chanting. Does he, uh, is he able to understand what they're saying or what they're chanting?
1: It appears to be muffled, and what languages do you speak, Trion? <clears throat> let me double check here. I think it's just Leon and Common.
2: Yeah, I actually don't know how to check in the new one.
1: Oh, let me, you uh, double click on your it's in character.
2: proficiencies on the upper right.
1: Yep. How uh, proficiency Common and Leonin. Yeah. Uh, okay. In a language you do not understand. Do you Leonin back. Yeah,
3: how, do, how do I see what, what uh, languages I have?
1: Uh, if you double click on your character sheet and... On the um, right side of your sheet, middle of the page, it says proficiencies, very top... Oh. We'll say, uh, your languages, which is, uh, for Dreon. Common, common, orc,
3: and goblin, for me.
1: Common, orc, and goblin, you do not recognize the language either. Neither do you, Kozlo, Asriel.
6: Asriel cocks their head, kind of st- creepily, to one side, to uh, listen.
1: Asriel, this chanting is in abyssal. The chanting seems to uh, be summoning a a great darkness, a great undeath to defy the laws of nature that bind something like that.
6: Oh dear. They're really up to quite a bit of mischief in there. Gryon furrows a brow. Do you want to elaborate? Oh. Summoning great darkness things
0: like that? Back. Well, they might be distracted then. Maybe we can get the jump on them. Coslo, can you turn off the fucking torch?
1: What? Oh, oh yeah!
2: Coslo yeah. puts the gem in his bag.
1: All right, Kozlo, I will extinguish uh, your light. One moment. Light zero. Uh, the light that is emanating appears to still be coming from the door, All not right. from I'm any of go, I'm going to go try to take a
0: peek around the corner. Don't move. Okay. Dreon's going to step out this way.
1: All right, Dreon, the hallway extends into stairs that descend down and turns sharply to the right or to the left, depending on where you, how you are looking at it.
0: Dreon uh, looks forward, sees it, or looks back towards them, <laughs> sees that they've come forward and scowls, but beckons them forward.
6: Asriel is, like, staying behind, and they're cartoonishly sneaking.
1: <laughs> because everybody
6: said that we were stealthing.
1: Even <laughs> though nobody else's obviously
6: seems to care.
1: Asriel <laughs> armor.
3: Tugum whispers to Dreon, I got an idea. Pulls out the war gong, but very quietly, I like to reiterate, very quietly, with, like, one finger... Taps his war gong to the beat of the chanting.
0: Trian, like looks and just holds up his hand confused. Like what does this accomplish? Sick beats. <laughs> alright, alright.
3: Maybe, maybe they'll take us in if they think we play their style of music. It's Trian, a
0: remix. Trian looks back at him and like whispers like annoyed. We are here to kill them, to murder them, not join their band.
3: Tugum whispers back, friends close, enemy closer. Learn how to do
0: war, idiot.
5: <laughs> I got his hungry Jim. Maybe we can do both.
0: Okay, okay. Kozlo, you're in charge. Stay here. I'll be right back.
2: Kozlo suddenly, like, straightens up, like, gives a stupid, ridiculous salute and turns around and faces the other and goes,
0: <laughs> All right. Our
5: task is to remain here. UNTIL DRION
1: RETURNS! Drian's gonna do a perception check here. Uh, Drian, you press your ear to the thick stone door in front of you. And the, uh, vague reverberating chanting seems to be coming from within. But you can't seem to make out what they're saying.
0: Alright. Drian slinks back. There's another door, and it's definitely where the noise is coming from, but I don't think we're going to be able to necessarily get the jump on him if we have to go through the door.
3: Tugum says to Azriel, Hey, Tongue, you can hear what they're saying. Go to the door.
6: I already told you what they're saying.
0: Yeah. Death, shadow, summoning things. Just, Just bad shit, generally speaking. All right, I don't have a better plan, so I say we just bust in and begin beating asses. If
3: that's the plan, I'm playing the war gong.
0: Can you wait until we open the door? No. Please? No. I ask so little. If we're busting in, I want them to know what's coming. No, I want to and get the jump on No, 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 <laughs> Tugum, Tugum, I swear to God, this time I will kill you if you play the gong.
3: As a gambler, Tugum, Thinks about the odds, weighs
0: it, looks at Dreon, mm. Dreon is literally leveling the spirit at this
1: point. Uh, the- the odds are, uh, well, Dreon is a much more imminent threat. I think your odds would probably be better if you, uh, went with Dreon. For now.
3: <laughs> In a very, like, I'm a hundred percent- I'm a hundred percent gonna betray this plan. By all means, Catboy, go ahead first.
0: Why are you like this? Come on.
5: <laughs> oh. I love the way this is going. Oh, God.
6: We're all going to die.
1: How exciting.
3: Everybody dies. Oh, except maybe you.
1: But not everybody or... lives. <laughs>
0: Dang. Um. All right. Dreon looks back and like, are we whispers very quietly? Are we ready? (laughs) All right, Uh, Dreon throws wide the gates. Alright right. (laughs) As soon as Dreon
3: opens the gate, I start banging the war gong.
0: That that's a prepared action, by the way.
1: (laughs) Dreon, you throw open the door. And you reveal a wide, well-lit, circular room. In the back appears to be a humanoid figure standing there. Their back turned to you dramatically. They glance over their shoulder as you open the door. The harmony, the chanting chorus that you heard beyond, that you assumed was cultists, is most certainly not cultists. Whatever is making this noise appears to be an amalgamation of corpses vaguely shaped like a dog. Its head was bent back towards the ceiling in an ethereal howl, but the howl that emanated from its throat seemed to be the crying screams of the damned.
0: Ariad sees this as Tugum begins playing the war gong, and just looks down and, and just exhaust It says in an exasperated voice, "I should have fucking retired."
1: <laughs> the uh, duke, standing in the back of the room, turns as you enter and extends a hand, holding it up. Choose your next step wisely.
0: Dreon like replies by gesturing at the horrific amalgamation of corpses. What the fuck is that?
1: My, my little pet, no harm will come to you if you show some common courtesy. If you wish, come enter and we can speak like gentlemen.
3: Tugum with eyes wide from the shock of what he's seeing as he's beating his war gong. COSLO PULL OUT THE EYE! COSLO PULL OUT THE EYE! COSLO PULL OUT THE EYE!
0: Huh? What? Eh, uh, okay. Dreon, Dreon, like, looks back at all of them. We should at least talk to him. There's maybe a chance he just pays us more. Oh!
3: Yeah, I like
0: that plan! I like that plan a lot! Tugum
3: I... is like, it's a pile of corpses, bro! Dude, We're gonna be part of that pile of corpses! Right
0: Dreon looks at Tugum. Did you suddenly develop a fucking conscience?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, pause in. the banger as we are uh, considering other options. Hmm.
4: Dreon
0: walks up. I'm Dreon.
1: Uh, the vampire nods and uh, motions his hound back closer to him showing that his intentions are true. Uh, Dreon, Dreon
0: walks up to the desk, puts a hand on it, I'm gonna level with you, because I fought a lot of fucking zombies and I'm kind of done with it. We were sent here to kill you, and if we do, we get paid. If you pay us more, that doesn't have to happen. Hazla
2: will step up to the desk and he's just mirroring every action that Drian takes at this point like putting his hands on the desk and everything
1: my lieutenant (laughs) Uh, he takes a step forward well if it's money you're looking for I can certainly provide
0: Christina out of character question yes uh... Did uh, the other Leonin actually say how much money he would pay us? I know he, like, showed us the the satchel, but, like, would Dreon, just as a mercenary, had a understanding as to, like, how much that constituted?
1: Um, no. I think he kept it intentionally vague because he wasn't intending on paying you the full price. Just, uh, part of it as a kindness. Okay. Great. Mm-mm. If it's coin you're looking for, we can certainly come to an accord. And in fact, he rubs his chin, I can provide even more for you, if you wish.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that is generally something I think this group is looking for. So again, it's just a numbers talk. If you can go up to 2000 pieces total, we can walk away, kill someone else, do whatever you want. But I gotta be honest, There are people in Maginox who seem to want you dead.
1: Understandable. And there are many people in Maginox I want dead. He smiles. It's a game of, well, who pays who more. You're not the first mercenaries to come across my laboratory I've had to pay off. And in fact, money is a simple motivator. But, he smiles. I will offer you not just money. I will offer you something more. He, he says, two thousand gold, is it? Easy. Yeah. And I'll meet it. Each. He uh, pulls out the chair and sits down in it. May, may I pet your puppy? He nods and uh, gestures the corpse hound down. The corpse hound lays down.
3: Tugum looks at Drion and just mouths the words, "What the fuck."
0: Drion ignores him. Two thousand apiece will do just fine. Did you want something else other than us to leave?
1: No, no, I want your employ. You've proven yourself useful enough coming into my laboratory, binding me, and most assuredly, putting an end to some of my experiments. Well done. I'm not Trian- going to be upset with you over it. You clearly have a modicum of skill. I want to take advantage of your skill. It's business, yes? Triad
0: nods. Works for me. Just give me a name.
1: He grins. I like you. You are going to become very, very rich. And in fact, he, uh, procures a platinum piece. One for each of you. And places them upon the table. Blink, 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 four platinum. Just laid out in front of you. Uh, Have you ever seen platinum? Ah, oh, rarer than gold. It'll take you far.
0: Dreon, Dreon, sheepishly. It's been a while.
1: Are
3: there any other chairs in this room?
1: Mm-mm. Uh, no, no, there are not. Uh, Dreon reaches
0: forward and collects two pieces and looks at Koslo. I'll give Asriel theirs once they're done petting the dog. He kind of like intones a question at the end. Asriel is so
6: excited.
1: (laughs) Uh, He leans across the table and looks at Karslow. You, my goblin friend, you look like a man of science. That's me, science and stuff. (laughs) Same, how much dynamite does it take? to blow a corpse to smithereens.
2: Kozlo has clearly put a lot of thought into this over the years, and immediately launches into a big, long, like,
5: Well, of course, it's going to depend partially on the size of the corpse, uh, also the specific entry points. I mean, if you're just putting the dynamite around the outside of it, that'll take a little bit more, but if you shove it really right up in there, then you could probably use less in that specific situation. Uh, what, what exactly are we talking about here?
1: He he nods, assessing your, your breadth of knowledge. You see, I too am a man of science. And in fact, here, this is my laboratory. And what you have run into previously are my prized experiments. However, they have proven to be, well, less than useful, not even a smidge of difficulty for adventurers of your caliber. Why would I go on creating these half-baked undead creations when I could create more powerful ones with the aid of you all. And even you, he looks at you, could learn how to be a master of decayed yourself If you so choose
5: Well, you're not gonna turn me into a zombie are you? Cuz I got
1: a strict no-zombieing policy He Sits back aghast You make zombie is such a Terrible word to describe it. I say it's Breathing challenged and in fact you don't have to feel cold or hungry or much of anything anymore. You can have a singular, purposeful focus. And but in fact- I already you don't... have
5: a singular, purposeful focus. It's blowing shit up.
1: Yes, but you could blow shit up forever. I don't really want to be a breathing challenged. He laughs. Then I leave that up to you. I am still looking for those willing to procure me are people for my experimentation. Uh, Dreon's
0: attention snaps up at that. Oh, on the subject of procurement. If this is going to work, we're going to have to bring back something to tell some folks that we killed you, which obviously we're not, but to show them that we did and, and I maybe kill them.
1: Hmm. He looks over at the corpse sound. You could go digging in my dog for a suitable skull to dress up. Brianna walks
0: over to Asriel.
1: The writhing mass of uh, limbs, bones, and sinew that appears to be vaguely dog-shaped uh, is sitting down uh, in front of Asriel, looking down at her as this thing is probably about eight feet tall or so, uh, sitting. It is like Clifford, the big red bloodied horrible dog.
6: Made of crystal uh, Asriel is uh, um, definitely scratching the belly right now.
1: Uh, the dog is slapping its leg on the ground, losing more legs in the process.
0: Uh, Drian approaches Azriel. Hey, uh, I don't know if this is a weird request. I just feel like it won't be to you. Could you find, like, a, a nice skull in there somewhere for us to use? Oh, for what? Ah, uh, we're gonna dress it up as, uh, the duke here, and bring it back so that that, uh, guy who is gonna pay us is deceived, and then we're gonna kill him. Hmm.
6: Azrael looks at the duke.
1: The duke looks at you. In fact, you could learn how to make one of these yourself. You could create a veritable army. And then Ezreal, you, like, you could become more powerful mercenaries and maginocs, given enough time.
6: As they try to pluck a skull, and like hold it up, look at the duke, look at the skull. Does the duke have
1: fangs? Uh, he has fangs and uh, like longer stringy hair, and he it looks like uh, his gray skin is pulled tight across his bones. Hmm. There
6: you go. Maybe sharpen these teeth, right here, just a little bit.
1: In fact, with someone with enough uh, sleight of hand, or even perhaps performance, uh, could possibly dress up this skull to look more like the Duke. Convincingly so. It's arts and crafts time! With corpses! Azrael goes
6: back to playing with the dog. Actually, Azrael will take, like, one of the, like, bone, like, leg bone pieces that fell off and, like, take it, and wag it in front of the dog's face and then chuck it to the far side of the room.
0: Oh, Park oh. bark, I assume did uh, Azrael give the skull to Dreon? Yeah, Azrael's not really interested in anything
6: that's going on with you guys and the Duke right now. So okay. they, just, they just handed you the skull, recommended you sharpen the teeth and went right back to playing with the dog.
0: Uh, Dreon walks over to Tugum and, and Kozlo, and like, holds up the skull and looks at Kozlo, and then looks at Tugum, and then looks at, and looks at Kozlo, and looks at Tugum. Fuck, I don't know. Which one of you wants to try to maybe spruce this up to look like the duke here?
4: i take Alright. Uh,
0: Dreon gives the skull to Kozlo, kind of like, eyeing the corpse dog as it wanders around. <laughs> He looks at the Duke. Close enough to the real thing. The Duke frowns. I look nothing like that. It it it's playing. It I don't know. It seemed to want to be touched. Hmm. Just frankly impressed.
1: It's going to need a little something else. He looks down at his pile of paperwork. They're probably going to want some sort of procurement of my research. Some tiny bit of information to lead them on. Hmm.
6: Ezra leans over just for a moment. Dreon, aren't we just going to murder them anyway? Why
0: do we care? Well, the, the trick is to not do it immediately. What you do is you, you give them the proof, and then you wait until they leave, and then you kill them. There's a, it's kind of like a small, seemingly, like, unimportant step in between, but it is important because then we don't have to murder them in public. Oh. You're very good at this. I oh, thought yeah. so we
5: might find out where to give more money out of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, that's gonna come off their corpse if, uh, if I'm lucky.
5: You're
0: so smart,
1: Dreon.
0: Dreon kind of, like, grins at Azriel
1: Uh, The duke hands Asri a couple of, um, scrolls and notebooks. Here are a couple of my early studies into the decayed. I don't need them anymore, but someone with an idea of, well, creating the undead might find them interesting. And at the very least, they're proof that you were in my laboratory.
0: Uh, kind of takes them and eyes them over. Yeah, point of clarification, since I am going to be theoretically killing the person I give this to, do you want them back? Is this just something you want circulating?
1: He grins. Well, if you bring them back, then that would ensure that they don't actually get into the hands of someone competent. So, bring them back to me.
0: Drian just kind of goes, meh, meh, and nods. Alright, uh, Kozlo, go ahead and fix up this skull, and let's hurry back and, and fucking
2: deal with this. So Kozlo has been, like, tinkering with the skull a bit, um, you said sleight of hand?
1: Yeah, or performance, whatever you prefer.
2: I am much better at sleight of hand. Okay. Oh! <laughs> much better at sleight of hand. Oh, I'm better. much better
1: at sleight of hand, he says, rolling a one casually. (laughs) Your roll was so bad, I disconnected from the server. You killed the server! (laughs) Uh, Coslo. Okay, so you've got the skull, and then you've got like, um, like a partial bit of hair that you don't even know where it's from, and then there's paper on the desk, and you're fitting everything together, and you knock over the glue, um, and then you roll the skull in the glue, which then is in the hair, which then is in the paperwork, which rolls on the tome, which now has a, a scroll on it. So when the Duke was speaking with Asriel, uh, you all turn around, as uh, Dreon mentions the skull, and Kozlo holds up. It's terrible. It's just glue and hair and paperwork all stuck to this skull. It's the worst yeah. thing you've ever seen.
5: I don't think this skull's gonna work. I think Asriel picked the wrong one.
0: Uh, I'm. let's just move forward here. I, he looks at the Duke. I'm sorry. It's just, can we get another one?
1: You mind if we take another one? The Duke scowls, motions for the dog. The dog uh, shakes himself as if he's drying himself off. And uh, three or full skull, skulls dislodge from his body. And they clang on right. the floor. Kazo, do better this time?
2: All right, Kazo grabs one and attempts to do better this time.
6: Uh, now that now that the duke has actually approached Azrael Azrael just stops playing with the dog for a moment and they just stare at the duke okay. like thoughtfully at first trying to see if they can place his face if they remember him
1: okay is there a, a particular role uh, that you're making for I, this one uh I don't know um uh, I'll make me a history yeah Azrael's
6: trying to see if They know him from a... a past
1: life. Oh. Oh, most certainly. Perhaps not him as he is now, but a past life knew someone who trained him. Who definitely has procured his fair share of corpses while he did not have a direct hand in your reborn resurrection, he most certainly was under the tutelage of someone who did.
6: Azrael does not stop staring
0: uncomfortably at the Duke. Uh, dreon notices this, and just kind of walks up and, like, puts a, you know, just kind of gives a friendly elbow bump to Azrael, is like, You're trying to to kill him with your eyes? What are we doing here?
1: The duke uh, regards you uh, with his condescending vampiric stare. Something bothering you, my dear. You look startled.
6: Ezra just cracks a really uncomfortable smile, like somebody who's never actually smiled before and has only heard of them. You look familiar, that's
1: all. <laughs> uh, he p- smiles uncomfortably, not sure how to take that, and returns to his glue covered desk. <laughs> Coslo, your second attempt at uh, gluing together some hair on this skull and various uh, patches of skin to make it look convincing. Uh, it's possible. You say you've done an average job.
2: I will also... Kazal rummages around in their, uh... In their pack pulls out a few different of their arcanist tools, messes with it a bit. Um, I'm gonna use magical tinkering, which allows me to put a static visual effect on one of the object's surfaces. be a picture, up to 25 words of text, lines of shapes, or a mixture of these elements as you like. Uh, I'm just gonna try to make it look more like his face.
1: easy to do for a tinkering artificer. You begin working on some things on the inside of the skull, you know, some image projection technology. And you think you could produce a convincing enough illusion to enhance what you've already put on there. And you're left with what is actually a relatively convincing head of perhaps a recently deceased old vampire.
2: I like hold the skull up, I'm gonna walk up to the guy, hold the skull up next to his face.
1: He he takes a step back. Oh, oh, what? That is startlingly
0: accurate. Nice, nice job. You know, you just had the, maybe it was just the wrong, maybe you're right. Maybe Azriel did just pick the wrong skull. I don't Yeah,
5: it was Azriel's fault. Definitely not uh, mine.
0: All right, well, she's pretty striking. I'm strucky. sorry,
5: it's okay, just do better next time, all right? I'll try. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, this is why Kozla is the second-in-command. Uh, <laughs> looks over at the Duke. All right, skull check, notes check. So... We go back. We give the notes and the fake head. Uh, I do murder, and it's going to feel great. And is there anything you want us to do in Maginox,
1: then? He, uh, he thinks for a moment, when you're done with turning everything in, return to me and we can discuss our future plans as business associates.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dreon hands one of the pieces of platinum to Azrael and nods, works for me,
1: alright. Consider that and whatever else you found in my laboratory, paying it forward. For now, I'm sure we'll see you soon.
0: Yeah, probably gonna take some time to get a little bit of rest, but then yeah, we'll be back.
1: Do Um, not, do not rush. Your lives are short and fleeting, and mine is long. He laughs. Dreon kind of looks him over.
0: I'm not really sure what everyone has against
1: you. You seem like a very reasonable guy, all things considered. He shrugs. Some people don't like the way I do business. I did call
5: us a modicum earlier, and I don't know what that is, but it sounds rude.
0: <laughs> Dreon uh, rubs the piece of platinum together. Well, the way you do business just suits me just fine. Um, he turns. Alright, let's go.
3: I grab, I grab my piece of platinum off the table. I get in, the, get in his face. And I just walk away.
0: Drian <laughs> like looks back at the Duke and just shrugs.
1: <laughs> and yeah, a pleasure so, doing business. I walk out. Uh, Time the dog, is money, friend. The dog barks at Asriel as they leave, and it sounds like a chorus of screams.
6: Azrael stops at the door and turns and waves at the dog and then stares <laughs> daggers at the Duke in like the coldest look. See you soon.
0: Walks out. <laughs> With like the same malevolence as the Galaxy Tours. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. You all remember how the fuck to get out of here? Go straight. All right.
5: It is what my therapist said.
0: <laughs> How's that working out for you? Huh? Did you do it? What? Go straight. Oh, why would I do that? Never mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, geez, Tukum knows his way around. He's just skirting down the hall. Nice. That's very good. Dugum, Dreon, Koslo, and Azrael, you all make your way out of the laboratory and head back to Maginox. Where is your destination?
0: Uh, I would say probably just straight to the, to the place where uh, the line was the, the gambler's
2: hall, was it? Okay. Or the you bar? To, yeah, uh, return was... to
1: Cozy's Den.
2: Yeah, it was at the blackjack table.
3: As we as we leave the staircase that we came in, I start blasting the shit in my bagpipes.
1: <laughs> A victory theme for the victorious heroes.
0: Tell me it's like the, the Final Fantasy fanfare theme, but on
1: bagpipes. <laughs> Alright, one moment, please, as I swap scenes, and I, God, I hope it's not bugged. One moment, please. Alright, i oh, Why don't we take a uh, quick five minute break? It's about that time. So I'll see you guys at uh, 7 30. Hi, welcome. Hi. hi, everybody. Welcome back. Hello. Oh, everybody have a good break. Yeah. Nope. No.
2: I went and got a beer that barely qualifies as a beer. What kind of
1: beer is it? Yeah, what kind of beer is
2: it? Okay, so...
0: This, was a, a
3: simple, this was a simple question.
0: Yeah, never a good start so. with your answer. It starts with, okay, so.
2: For some reason, I have become obsessed with trying all of the various... Like temporary limited edition Bud Light seltzer packs that come out because they're always oh. invariably awful. Yanni
1: and does that too.
2: I don't. I don't know why. I really just want to. I want to know how awful they all he are. He got the are. Christmas
1: one with like the eggnog flavors. Oh,
2: yeah, I've gotten that one three times.
3: Bro. So, so it's where so you bad. made the mistake was by saying I went and got a beer instead of saying I went and got a seltzer, <laughs> right? <laughs> just because it's made by Bud Light or whoever. Doesn't mean it's beer.
2: Oh yeah. No, I am well aware. I have plenty of actual beer in my in my fridge.
0: I I do get it though. Like I get when they're just like releasing seasonal things and you're like shit, I got to try it.
2: It's so bad. It's not good it like I have a It is not good. I have a citrus soda one right now that just tastes like Have you ever had like one of those freezer pops but it's not like actually frozen yet so you're just drinking the weird the, the weird frozen. like yes.
1: slush kind of yes. like yeah it's not even flush, it's just like
2: the like the syrupy liquid, right? Yeah, exactly. It <laughs> yeah. tastes like one of those.
0: Cool. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's terrible. <clears throat>
2: it's the second one that I've had. I'm gonna drink the third one later.
0: Do it. I respect the commitment. <laughs> um good question for you, Christina. So yeah. do we still have like temporary HP from Drew's Twilight Cleric stuff?
1: Uh Azrael. How long does that last? What? Uh, how long does your temporary HP from Twilight, uh, Sanctuary last?
6: Great question. <laughs> I hope we get to keep it.
1: All right, let's, just... uh, let's take it to the board, survey says.
0: <laughs> Show uh, me so. full
1: rest. Um... Adrienne over here, stocking up on temporary hit points. Asriel, Kozlo, give me temporary hit points, please. Oh, do I have to add this um, one platinum
0: to my character mix. sheet? You do. Uh,
6: the temporary hit points does not specify a duration.
1: Uh, till you long rest, then. Survey nice. says long rest. We uh, take I... that. The, one
3: second.
6: The uh, Twilight Sanctuary lasts has its own duration, but
1: yeah, it doesn't say anything about the temporary hit points.
3: Question, did we get just the one platinum or did we also get 2,000
1: gold? Uh, just the one platinum for now. Alright. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you all make your- oh, sorry, Drianne, i gonna have you mute yourself, please. Yeah. Uh, as you all make your way out of the decaying laboratory and back into the frigid, fr- winter weather of Maginox, you traverse the cold, and eventually, in the dead of, uh, well, it's always night, but it is the dead, dead of night, uh, return back to the glowing warmth of the bustling city of Maginox, where people truly never sleep, as they participate in debauchery and dance dangerously with other creatures, that live in the city of Eternal Night. Welcome back, mercenaries. Cozy's den. Great. Oh, okay. You. Hold
3: on. Before we go in here, I play the bagpipes. Very loudly. Very annoyingly.
1: Okay, Tugum, you begin. Another. Stellar performance. Make me a performance check.
4: PERFORMANCE!
1: You begin heralding the arrival of your mercenary companions with a rousing bagpipe theme. Your allies are emboldened and they can make their grand entrance.
3: I enter first.
1: All right. Do you herald the arrival of your brave companions?
3: Everybody except for Drion. <laughs> I say, uh, let's see here. Uh, <clears throat> As you pull back the curtain. Hear ye, hear ye, losers. We have returned. Myself, Tugum, Azrio Koslo and Cat Guy. <laughs>
1: The bar, the bar turns and watches everyone enter. Oh, that was very lovely Uh, to him. There is actually a a rousing bit of polite clapping from the assembled. Uh, What seems to be from everyone except this man. Your mortal Uh, enemy.
3: I go to him and I I would like to intimidate him by saying you have a lot of nerve showing your face in this establishment again.
1: Uh, You notice the entertainer is wearing your colors.
3: And trying to steal my look, I would like to intimidate him into leaving.
1: Uh, Make me an intimidation check. Okay, what do you say to him?
3: I thought I got rid of you the first time I was in here. There will not be another time.
1: I uh, you you were here, and I thought I I could just you know like. I, I, the if people. you
3: if, if you were thinking, you wouldn't have thought that. I I
1: wasn't I I was I wasn't think I wasn't thinking.
2: Kozel is like looking back and forth between Tugum and the entertainer, and he just goes.
5: Why were you and listening to my friend here and take a hike, pal?
1: Oh oh man. Uh, the Entertainer packs up his loot, and what appears to be a small bagpipe on his hip, and leaves.
3: Can I steal that bagpipe from him?
1: Uh, you can try. Make me a sleight of hand check. Uh, he notices- he notices you pick his pocket. He's like, "Hey, what do you what do you think you're doing?" He grabs your hand. No, that's mine. Uh, he looks. Drian walks up.
0: Drian walks up as he sees this and just growls, "Get lost!"
1: uh, can he I, backs up and like trips over Kozlo.
2: Can I, as he trips over me, also attempt to steal the bagpipe?
1: oh <laughs> uh, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, No. Uh, in the chaos, uh, he tumbles over Kozlo, and you lift the bagpipe from his hip. He scrambles to his feet and lifts up the end of the, the curtain. D- d- damn you guys! I, I just want to make some coin! Goodbye, have a lovely day. Uh, and he runs out. You hear the door to Cozy's den slam behind you. Oh, he seems nice. All I'm right, I'm right. I'm let's
2: go look at to go. Look at the bagpipe. Then look at Azrael. I'm going to hand Azreel the bagpipe. As looks at
1: it. Uh, um. it is, is stomach or bagpipe unsure. Is bagpipe
2: literally just put it in Azrael's hand and walk off.
3: Do me a favor, just break that thing
1: uh christina
0: That's so right. how let's how long were back. we gone like how long was like travel time and then we were only
1: there there for like probably like two hours uh so let's see you went in there you short rested so it's a little it's an hour came back it was probably about uh five hours altogether. okay
6: You thought Tugum with bagpipes was bad, just wait till you get a load of Azreel with
3: bagpipes.
2: <laughs> that may be exactly Tugum, right. Tugum
6: is a
3: hundred percent in support of Azreel bagpiping.
0: Uh Dream walks up to the dancer and like kinda grins and like looks her over.
1: Hello, handsome. Hello. Okay, What dance? are you
0: oh, can you make yourself available for me in let's say 30 minutes?
1: Absolutely. All right,
0: I'll come back. And he... Yeah, yeah. He uh, kind of just watches her go and, and, like, leers inappropriately.
3: I sit down next to this uh, Firestrider. But, like, I sit down uh, uncomfortably close to him with a smirk on my face. That's sort of the, like... When, like, a bully sits down next to a kid on the couch who's trying to talk to his girl. (laughs) Kind of like, I'm not threatened by you in any way... This is gonna end badly for you, type manner, right? Yeah. Hey, yeah. what's up,
1: buddy? Uh, you you bump into his broad, furry shoulder, and he, uh, he appears to be slightly sauced as he's been drinking for a little bit, and there's a almost cat-like rumble in his chest as he, uh, lets out a, a greeting. Ah. You, you are, yes, two them. Yep, yep. That's us. Right. That's
3: us, buddy. Boy, do we have something for you.
2: Aslo, put it on the table. Aslo puts, <laughs> hold on, what do I have in my pack? <laughs> Aslo puts the wooden eyeball on the table. Oh, the, the head, the head in the notes,
0: Cosmo. Oh,
5: oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Uh, you didn't see that.
2: Takes the, the eyeball back and puts the head on the table.
1: Uh, Leon right. motions the dealer to uh, leave for now. There you go. There's
0: the Duke. By the way, guys up to some fucked up shit out there. Or was, I should say. Fucking putting corpses together. Had a goddamn dog made of them.
1: Oh, Leon, looks down at the head. Hmm. When did you find anything else in the laboratory? Uh, Kozlo,
0: if I, you have that eye, you have the orb or whatever, or did you leave the orb there?
3: Don't worry about what else we got. Worry about what our deal was.
5: Didn't we get like some papers or something from his-
3: Kozlo, shut up! <laughs>
1: Yes, I'll definitely be taking those as well.
0: Ah, you'll be fucking putting the gold on the table first.
1: Mm. Hmm. Asriel's
6: fiddling with the bagpipes, still, just sitting on the floor.
1: The sad little (laughs) that escapes from him.
3: Does he have a drink in his hand?
1: Uh, It's on the table.
3: Alright, I would like to uh, before whatever Dreon wanted to do, I would like to take his drink, down it, Intimidate him uh try to intimidate him by saying you're gonna pay us per the deal and only per the deal
1: Okay roll intimidation for me Leon looks at you evenly not the condescending look that the Leonin is normally known for but A a firm look. An appreciative look. Very well. He reaches into his pocket and haphazardly tosses a sack of gold on the table. And it makes a very satisfying thunk as it hits. There you are. As promised. I'm impressed you came back so quickly. Dreon
0: reaches for the gold and immediately opens it up and and sets to counting.
1: Uh, there appears to be 800 gold in the bag.
2: Hazel watches very closely. So,
1: where's the
0: head going?
1: He grabs the head and stuffs it into a bag. Well, that isn't really your concern, is it?
0: (laughs) Hmm. You don't want to tell a, a fellow Leonin?
1: And give away my potential future work? Hardly. Where's the honor among mercenaries? <laughs> he chuckles, you're a competition. Well, frankly, I... if you're still willing to be my foot soldier, then perhaps we could get these jobs done twice as fast. Be efficient. I... You know, he grins a wide set of lion teeth band together, like a pride.
5: No. No offense, bud, nope. but, but uh, you literally had to hire us to do a job without you, so I don't see how grouping up with you is gonna do us any better.
1: <laughs> he laughs. Fair enough, but with me comes a fabulous reputation of being a stellar mercenary, getting the job done at all costs. Not all of us can sport the same history. Isn't that right, Dreon?
0: Dreon, like, something like, something snaps as he (laughs) says that. And he walks over, (laughs) and he actually is just going to take the butt of the glaive. So, like, I'm basically just gonna treat it like the bonus attack. And he's just gonna slam the butt of the glaive into the side of his head. Wait no, that's clay plus one. Okay, where's the bonus? Here, oh here
3: fuck yeah! Here we go.
2: Kazo <laughs> grins wildly and starts grabbing grenades out of his pack. Um, Dreon is going to use.
0: Let's see. It is a uh, precision maneuvers precision attack. Okay. So He's gonna roll a d eight. Okay. Nope, that is a d ten. Try this. Jesus Christ. Um, Uh, Yeah, so Dreon swings it at him and then you can go.
1: uh, And Leon catches the bunt of it. uh, The the blunt of it in his paw. And he looks Uh, at Dreon. Touchy, touchy. Did I touch a nerve?
0: You've been talking a lot of shit here since we got... You've been talking a lot of shit since we got here and I don't know what you think you know. But it's time to shut the fuck up.
1: He laughs. I... Chided you long enough. He says Go on. Sit. Do you want to talk business or do you want to go outside?
0: Trian like looks over at Tugum, Kazla, and Azrael.
2: is just grinning with a grenade in each hand. <laughs> yeah, Tugum <laughs> is, Tugum is also
3: in. grinning. Tugum is also grinning.
6: Azrael is was- utterly perplexed by this bagpipe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's go outside. The the gnoll is
1: like... The only thing I've seen so
0: far that you're... at. Yeah, Adrian says, Alright then, let's go outside. The only thing I've seen so far that you're good at is sitting on your ass.
1: Leon gets to his feet. He stretches. Big lion yawn escapes his mouth. Are you sure about this, Adrion? Do you want to go back to Feronia again with your tail between your legs?
0: Adrion rolls the bonus attack again <laughs> with the blunt side of the, the glaive. Ah, <laughs> uh, That hits. Alright, let me roll the damage. So as he says that, Drian just snaps and this time catches him off guard and slams him in the side of the head with it.
3: Yep. Quick question, quick question. While he simultaneously does that, like as soon as that hits, am I also allowed to do something, or do I kind of like wait?
1: Uh, you will have to wait. It's because it will depend on if we enter a combat situation or not, and your reaction will depend on where you fall in the in the initiative order. Okay. However, uh, Leon gets cracked into the side of the head, disconnects from the server. Apparently. Oh fuck
0: it. Take that five, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh His companions, the uh, golden-skinned Tiefling and the gnoll behind him, uh, get to their feet very quickly, uh, expecting a barroom bra- uh, brawl to break out. And Leon lifts a paw, <laughs> takes a step, step backwards, uh, and places his other paw on the side of his head. I can't say I didn't deserve that. At least you still have your spark, Dreon.
0: Dreon puts the. puts the glaive back at his side. Are we done now? Yes, we're done. For now. Uh, Dreon beckons to everyone else.
2: Come on, let's get out of here! Oslo looks the most disappointed he's ever looked in his life as he puts his grenades away.
6: Oh, wait, I think I
0: figured it out. Drayon looks over at Asriel. Uh,
1: uh, uh, <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> Drayon actually looks kind of impressed. Uh, that's, that's actually pretty good. Have you done that before? Uh, the gnoll clap.
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, never in my, well, never in my life.
0: Well, no, pretty good at it.
3: You're a natural, kid.
1: Kozlo, uh, Azriel, oh. Tugum, and not Uh Make me a perception check, please. Uh, Tugum, your keen eye, uh, excuse me, your keen ear hears the closing of a door in the back of the room, just the soft closing as if someone was peeking in on your tense conversation and has shut the door quietly.
3: Hey, uh, guys, uh, heard something back here. Definitely think somebody was uh, listening on us.
0: With a bar to go. Of course, people were listening. Do you no, think no, no, they no. enjoyed my performance?
3: hundred yeah. percent, they enjoyed it, Azrael. That's without question. But this might have been bonus listening of the
0: stuff before that.
5: Well, like a guy oh. or something. I don't think we're supposed to fight,
0: okay? Now let's go fucking give it a look. dreon's like clearly all like fucking testosterone up after his big fucking slam on the side of other cats
3: as as we walk towards the door i just look at her and go why does your species fucking suck
1: Uh, as you approach the doors it says vip access only
3: Mm. what's a zip
1: nah it's it's for fucking
3: bigwigs yeah and these platinum coins say we are so let's go
0: or are you gonna knock on the door <laughs>
3: uh no i want to do i want to find the dancer and ask her what it takes to get into the vip
1: uh okay uh the last you've seen the dancer uh she was uh in the main room oh! uh there uh, two you pull back the curtain and there are people in there uh and the man sitting there turns and looks at you who are you?
3: Don't worry about it. I'm looking for somebody. You're not them. I'm leaving. Get out. Yeah, I was. Fucking Karens.
6: <laughs> All I'm so confused, Kozla. Where are we going? Oh, hello, darling.
3: I don't really know yeah. either. Hey, uh, so what's it take for a couple of, uh, couple of travelers to get in that VIP room?
1: Oh, honey, would you like a private dance? You and your friends. I can take you back there right now.
3: Uh, sure, let's go. Well, what's the cost on that?
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, well, it's... <clears throat> uh, she kind of gives you a discerning look. Well, General, if you have to ask, it's out of your range. Ah, uh, but... If you'd like bottle service, it begins at a 100 gold. And you get an hour of entertainment.
0: Wait, Dreon looks at uh, Tugum. I don't want to go in there with you and her.
3: Tugum just sighs. You are so dumb. It's incredible. I flash (laughs) ever so slightly my one platinum coin, and I say we'll take the VIP.
1: Absolutely, dear. What would you prefer for your drink? Uh. Do you like exotic wines, perhaps something strong, a rum, a mixed drink, sweet, salty, sour.
3: Definitely don't want salty. That's more a Drion's type of drink. I'll take some wine.
1: Excellent.
0: Whatever the, I had it last time I was here, the really strong thing, that.
3: He wants the salty cause he wants a little salt or I'll get a fur ball. Let's go.
0: <laughs> Very well. As you're as you're as you're walking, uh, Drion, she's like Tugan. What the fuck are we doing?
1: Uh, she says to wait outside the uh, the room and until she arrives, and she will escort you in.
3: You want to know what I was doing? Put your ear to this door and listen.
1: Gonna listen. Uh, Drion, on the other side of the door, you actually hear voices. Uh, Multiple voices, in fact. Uh, And they appear to be talking about blood. They're talking about... Can I I make like a
0: history check? Is basically, or no, Not what would a history... um, So Drian, again, mercenary background. Mm -hmm. Like this feels very obvious to him suddenly as he hears that what this is. Um, can
1: I roll, like, any kind of check on that, or would that just be, like, inherent knowledge? Uh, you can roll a history check, and it can give you advanced knowledge on things. Okay. For some reason, my history check is actually a minus. Oh, it's int. Okay. Oh, yeah, int. You're not um, very studied.
0: Yeah, but he is studied on being a mercenary. Is there, like, any, any other
1: thing I could roll you <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see... Now, history would be like local knowledge. Insight's usually to discern information about somebody you're uh, looking at. Yeah. It would probably be history of some sort of knowledge check.
0: Okay. All
1: right. We'll just go with history check then.
0: Um, advantage. Did you say roll an advantage or you would give me some kind of advantage?
1: Uh, No, just roll normally. Okay. Okay. At least the general gist of Maginox is that uh, if you want it, you can eventually find it, uh, regardless of how legal it may be. But it does depend on who you know. Um, At least the conversation behind the door seems to be covering the procurement of blood.
0: Uh... Duran's just going to kind of look around and, and look at Tugum. I don't know if we actually want to go in there.
3: No, you don't want to go in there. I'm going in there.
0: They're talking about blood in there.
3: Yeah, and we were just in the fucking dungeon of a vampire.
0: Just have your weapons ready. Jesus Christ.
3: I don't know. Fictional
0: <laughs> fictional savior in Maginox Christ.
3: I, I put my hand on like Duran's way to like lower it. And I pull
2: out my
0: bagpipes. Graham looks back
2: at the Dancer. Kozlo looks expectantly at Azrael.
1: Uh, the Dancer has a silver platter in one hand uh, with a chilled bottle of wine in it and four very neat frosted glasses. She opens the door. Follow me, please. And she leads you inside a very nice room. Uh, first off, uh, when you enter... You. Oh, wait,
3: wait, 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 sorry, not to cut you off. Before, right before we entered, she opens the door. I look at Kozlo, and I say, Kozlo, no matter what you may have heard, there is no sex in the champagne room.
5: What? <laughs> it's the
1: dancer. No matter what
3: the dancer tells you, there is no sex in the champagne room.
1: <laughs> huh? Uh, First off, the first thing that you see appears to be a collection of uh, vintage bottled alcohols and liquors, or perhaps concoctions and potions. You're not quite sure, but the room is lit by a flickering blue candle. The uh, The flames of the candle only go so far, and the rest of the room to the south is in darkness. There is a single figure there, dressed in... Maginok's finery, uh, sitting cross-legged, watching you enter with a curious eye, but she says nothing. The dancer motions you all to the north and gestures to the fine set of pillows and couches that are on the north side of the room. Here you are, darlings. Make yourself comfortable.
5: I would very much like to, but I believe the game
0: is currently paused. Oh, Jesus, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's There's a vicious pause enchantment. <laughs> <laughs> Dreon, like, looks, gives as he was walking in, Dreon gave the once over to the other person on the other side of the room and just, like, fucking shakes his head.
2: Kozlo looks around at all of the wide open pillows and then sits down uncomfortably close to Dreon. <laughs>
0: After you're wrong. Drian welcomes you being this close. You're his <laughs> li-
1: you are his lieutenant. The dancer places the glasses upon the table and fills them full. Drian looks
0: up at the dancer and like in a low voice, who's that over there?
1: She looks behind her. Oh, I didn't quite notice her lurk- lurking there. Oh, that appears to be someone from the Vicatus house. I wonder what she's doing here. Oh, well, history she, like, check. Yeah, yeah. She leans forward. Oh, do you, do you know the Vicadens? That have <sighs> no clue. This verbal
3: doesn't know which way is up. I know all about them.
1: It's actually true. No, oh, uh, <laughs> Tugum. You know quite a bit about the Vicadus House, mostly through, uh, bardic knowledge, stories, and heresy. Their house, it's a vampire house, a royal court populated almost entirely by bloodsuckers. But these, the Vicadans, have been around in Maginox since its formation. Ever since, King Lucari Polaris Founded the city of Maginox and led the recently uh, revived undead, the sentient undead, to the city in order to live out lives away from the prying eyes of the alive into a sanctuary where the sun never rises. The Vicadence, the Vicadus house, was alongside King Locari Polaris at its inception, and is one of the longest-forming and strongest vampire houses in all of Maginox. Their knowledge, their power and influence go far beyond the boundaries of this realm. Nice history check.
3: Okay. Alright, I, I would like to grab my drink. Hold on, why am I not moving? I would like to grab my drink and walk over to the, whatever, the, the V word that I can't pronounce.
1: Vicatus. Vicatus. There we go. How's
0: Vicadin?
3: Vicadin, And I want to sit down a somewhat close distance, but also far enough to not be like overbearing.
1: Um, the woman does not turn her head, but simply her, um, eyes shift to look at you. Uh, You notice the scleras of her eyes, the parts that are normally white in my eyes or your eyes, hers are entirely black, and the irises a a vaguely glowing red. And she blinks at you softly and the glow seems to uh, dissipate. And she smiles, A, a sweet and almost innocent smile. She appears to be possibly about 19 or 20. Youthful. Uh, her cheeks flushed red.
3: A blood sucker that looks 19 or 20 is clearly thousands of years old. So <laughs> I, I remove my headband, which was made up of the robe, and I throw it on the table in front of her.
1: She looks down at the cloth and back up at you. And what is this you bring me?
3: Doesn't look familiar, huh? I yell for Kozlo. Hey, what? Kozlo, come over here for a second.
2: Koslo runs over and like walks like straight up to her.
3: <laughs> Koslo, uh show her the eye.
2: He pulls out the wooden eyeball again. <sighs> the other eye the glowing eye
3: <laughs> oh oh
5: jesus why didn't you say that
2: he pulls out the little glowing gem eyeball thing
1: she I look leans. back at her she leans forward uh, a newfound interest in this eye and her gaze shifts to the glowing purple gem in Koslo's hand and you notice that her gaze is unblinking and her chest does not heave with life. She merely gazes upon it for a long and uncomfortable second before looking back up at Kozlo.
2: Kozlo puts it back away. Not, not because he's, like, uncomfortable or anything, but because the way she's staring at it, he thinks she's going to try to steal it.
1: What an interesting trinket you have there, young man. Yep! And she looks over at Tugum. And may I ask why you feel it necessary to show me such things? Yeah, I got the same question! I do have an interest in the thing you have procured. Are you, perhaps, a merchant?
3: I I know you're interested, uh, because I saw you peeking through the door when we were having our conversation with uh, Catboy and his twin over there earlier. I'm curious as to why you were curious.
1: She smiles. Your voices were suddenly becoming agitated. I found it amusing to watch. She, like, taps her fingertips together. Would you care to join me for a drink, young man? She pats the couch next to her. Amusing? Like, amusing how?
5: What am I, like, funny to you? Oh. Why yes. Like you're... a
1: clown? <laughs> I would feel that would be insulting. Oh okay. I, con- I consider entertainers to be of the highest intellectual quality. She packs well, We the got head. the best entertainment anywhere.
2: Kozlo yes. glances at Tugum and then looks across the room at Azrael and beckons him <laughs> oh, over.
3: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh yeah, we can entertain you, and I like to cast Minor Illusion.
1: Okay, what do you uh, create an I, illusion of?
3: Of Azrael playing the bagpipes earlier.
1: <laughs> okay, we're we're doing a comedy routine. Uh, let's see. You create a sound or an image of an object within range that lasts for the duration. Uh, so you create the sound, um, and it is the sound of Azrael playing the bagpipes. <clears throat> Azrael, would you like to uh, recreate the sound? uh uh, uh to you're you're like uh, check this out like like let's I be honest I, like I,
3: oh i thought <laughs> i could have remade it from memory from when i heard it
6: uh let's see i, I assume that's what that's yes. what's happening here yeah you you, you just create it clear, from memory azriel rolled really well on their performance check but it was like one note that they just held and then like maybe sort of changed a note at the end so like let's be, let's be clear about what just
3: happened, guys.
2: <laughs> oh, I know exactly I what I'm doing. found it massively impressive.
3: So did Tugum. <laughs> so, in like a "ha ha, I amuse you" kind of way.
1: Um, she. I'm gonna have you roll a performance check. All right. She appears to be mildly amused by the sound. Oh, what is that interesting noise? It sounds like the last gasps of a dying man.
4: I like uh, you. You're weird.
1: She laughs. Oh, my dear young goblin man. Tell me, are you looking for work?
4: Uh, I
1: don't know. Hey,
5: Drayon, are we looking for work?
1: Drian? Drian, question mark? Hey, Drian, I think you might be muted. Drian appears to be temporarily AFK. Oh,
0: nope. Oh. Sorry, I was muted. Um, Drian, Drian yells back while sitting. Yeah, generally, yes, we are looking for work.
2: Kazlo like puffs his chest up a little bit and just repeats verbatim.
1: Yeah, generally, yes, we are looking for work. <sighs> Wonderful, wonderful. She looks over at Tugum. Come, why don't you bring your friends around here and we can talk business? And don't forget. Don't worry about the dancer you paid for. I'll take care of this round.
3: Why
6: don't you go over to. Azra's is sitting upside down in the booth, like kind of like blowing very small little notes like toot toots <laughs> out onto the bag the bagpipe
4: mm. Mm. Oh,
6: I love it
3: I, th- I tell you what hey guys we made a friend
0: uh, I gotta grab go care real quick I help Freya we made a friend and Dreon gestures to the dancer I tell you what friend. Dreon sighs Dreon looks at the dancer
1: I'll be back the dancer keeps Azrael company.
2: Aslo grabs whatever drink is handy and heads back over.
1: <laughs> the wine sloshes a little bit as you head back over to the mysterious vampire.
0: Uh, Dreon walks up to the vampire. Dreon Stormbrace,
1: nice to meet ya. In honor, I'm Callista Vicadis.
0: Nah, uh, from. And he, he, like, stops himself before he says it. Yeah. Got it. How's Vicatus?
1: Yes. Very good. He takes a seat.
3: What was the name of the vampire dude we made the deal with?
1: Uh, Oh, sorry. uh, Duke Talus.
3: Duke Talus. Okay, so. Of perhaps rival. Uh, Can I do a history check on if there's any history between Vicatus and the other one?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Alrighty, history.
1: Uh, hmm. But the Nine, you're not entirely sure. It might be something you have to inquire about.
3: Um, alright, what was was the name of the vampire guy again?
1: Uh, his name was uh, Talus. T-A-E-L-U-S. Uh,
3: any, uh, any relation to Talus? House Talus? Friends? Foes? What's going on with them?
1: Hmm. She sizes you up. Hmm.
3: I lean back with like both arms, like kinda like the way you would sit, like in a hot tub or like with like your arms on, like a long bench as you're like clearly very comfortable having this conversation.
1: Well now that's an interesting house name to hear from someone who's new to Maginox. And tell me, how do you know of the Taylor's house?
3: I asked you first
1: she grins. Yes, but I asked.
0: Kriam just watches this unfold, just shaking his head slightly.
1: Ah, uh, forgive me. The talons are akin to a cockroach under my boot. Not worth notice. <laughs>
0: Uh, anyway, we just dealt with one of those cockroaches as you put it, and that's why it got brought up, but clearly House Vicatus is on a whole other level, so why don't we talk about that?
1: Uh, well, if you've dealt with a talus, then sh- certainly you know of their propensity for crude experimentation.
0: Brian. Stops and thinks about it. Gotta be honest, a lot of shit here seems pretty crude when you're a Leonid.
1: She shakes her head. There are rules in Maginox, and the collection and collaboration of the remains of others that do not belong to you are. I
3: interrupt her. I interrupt her with the rest of the spiel. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. We got that. But everything uh, She a-
1: looks at you and she says silence uh, to g- make me a, uh, hold on, I have to actually look this up one moment. Uh, make me a wisdom saving throw.
3: Wisdom, wisdom, uh, I just clicked the wisdom on the part here, right here, uh, saving throw.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, one moment. Another one? No, 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 sorry, I have to, uh... I have to roll? Uh, Tugum, you feel the tendrils of a familiar mind-control wrap around your head as she says, Mm -hmm. Silence, and your mouth snaps shut, your tongue glued to the top of your mouth. I will not be interrupted. Ah, please continue! She looks over. The collection of corpses for profit as such is prude and unnatural. In the Vicadas' house, we will do whatever is possible to keep the good name of Maginox unsullied. We're not going to stand for this kind of aberration. Uh, Tugum, you feel the charm effect fall off as she waves a hand in your general direction.
0: Dreon nods as she finishes that. I'm I assuming we're getting to the point where we factor into this.
1: If that if the tales have been dealt with he shrugs by your hand he kind of looks at you expectantly hmm tell me
0: triana Trian <laughs> looks around the room what if i <laughs> Dealt with, yes, but what if not strictly, let's say, murdered?
1: Mm. She leans forward. And were you aware that vampires cannot kill other vampires within the realm of Maginox?
0: Actually didn't know that.
1: Yes. She leans back. It keeps relationships between the houses civil. And so the houses tend to find lessers to do their dirty work. My now why house? kill each
0: other? Now, why kill each other when you have Leonins running around looking to eat? She scoffs.
1: I don't believe that you are merely looking to eat. And in fact, given a little bit of encouragement... I see potential in you. She smiles. But it depends on what side you sit on. Well, you're not gonna turn us into zombies, are you? <laughs> she laughs. I have no interest in changing your form, only elevating you to a higher station.
0: Brianna looks over at Azriel, as if expecting her to say something. And after a minute, oh, no. Hello?
1: hello. do you have an I'm opinion sorry. on
0: this? On what? Uh, collecting corpses, putting them together, making things like we saw, which side of this we're on. Do you have an opinion? Oh,
6: yes. My opinion is we murder anybody who assembles corpses for their own gain.
5: Well, why didn't you say that when we were talking to the guy?
6: I assumed you had all made your decision. I had made mine.
0: Yeah, I think in fairness, and he looks at Kozlo, one of the things you may not have picked up on since you're kind of new to this, but we were always going to murder him. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I we just want... kind of assume
5: we murder everyone we come across. Uh, I mean, hi! Yeah. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the vampire uh, has the grace to laugh. Uh,
0: Dreon looks at the vampire for like a 10 second and then looks back at Kozlo. No, and, and sometimes you have to kind of wait on the murder. It's, we'll talk about this more later, but I like I like where your head's at. Um, and he looked, he we'll looks... We'll at, at home! We don't have a... He looks at the vampire. You know, <laughs> I generally tend to side with whoever is paying.
1: Ah, a simple man. Very well. Your needs will be easy to please. She gestures for Azrael to take a seat. Please. Sit. Be comfortable.
6: Azrael sits down on the floor, across from the table.
1: <laughs> is her eyes peering over the end of the table?
6: She kind of tilts her head to one side.
1: We Okay, if we ever have,
0: like, fan artists drawing our character, this is what I want drawn, just Azrael <laughs> looking over the table.
1: <laughs> Pe- peepers? The, the vampire has the grace to have a pause in her uh <clears throat> oration. As Esriel sits, is peeping at her over the, the round table. Ah, uh, yes. Perhaps I wasn't specific enough. Ah. Very well. Let me bore you with a little bit of history behind Maginox, and then I'll let you make your own decision regarding your potential employment. Maginox, as you may have come to understand, is a city of Where one can, she presses her fingertips together, express their deepest desires and have them fulfilled accordingly. Maginox is ruled by great vampiric houses whose goals are to increase the amount of tourism coming in and out of Maginox. For our great houses, sadly, As we are vampires, we are bound to the realm of eternal night. There are things in Maginocs that are taboo, such as the casting of sunlight, or vampire waging war openly against another vampire, as decreed by the former King Lucari Polaris. Since then, Maginox has become a place of collaboration and for those willing to, well, have their desires fulfilled for a price, can come here and do so. And in fact, you can find just about anything in our grand city, but we The vampiric houses aim to please, and we wish, for those that visit Maginox to stay for as long as possible. And certain things tend to stimmy or stall the flow of tourism into Maginox. Violence. Fear. Nasty rumors about the Undead. We don't want any of this. We want a city full of delights, full of anything you can think of that your mortal body craves or desires. And if you wish, you can give back to Maginox in various ways." She smiles. Now, then, with that out of, out of the way, you can understand how... Uh, hearing you arguing may have caused some attention to be stirred. Fighting is generally looked down on in Maginox. Is put to a stop relatively quickly. We have an influx of guards, generally from goblins or from the drow, those that are willing to do the hard work and are paid accordingly. We want to keep the peace, to keep people happy, to keep them spending, to keep them staying. Tell me, are you all in the business of pleasure? Or more in the business of pain?
3: Why not both?
1: She smiles. Most assuredly, if you wish to work for me, I can offer you both. Uh, Dreon just
0: comes clean. Do you work with the people in the next room?
1: What do you mean? Work with? I own the this. Lion. The lion? Oh, no. In fact, I own this place. Do you like it? It could, you... Use
0: some Leo- it could use some Leonid women, if I'm being honest. Oh. Do you
1: want it? It also do you it want needs it?
3: some better entertainment.
1: She laughs. Would you like to own this establishment?
2: Not really. Haslow's eyes go very wide.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll, I'd love to own this place Finally get some good music in here
1: Exactly I might need a little bit of Well New ideas Fresh ideas Here's Bad an idea. idea
3: No, I got one first, Koslo. How about you don't have a group run by a Leonin That's number one Half-orc or goblin is the way to go
0: Dreon just stares at you. Anyway, look, realistically. uh, Go ahead. So it's called Cozy's Den, right? Coslo's Den, I know. What
4: if
5: it
1: was Coslo's Den?
2: Uh, (laughs) Ah. You feel good about yourself?
1: I think it's a delightful name.
2: (laughs) Coslo just grins and nods like an idiot.
0: (laughs) Uh, Dreon looks back over. Gotta be honest, I don't really think, aside from Azriel here, anyone has any strong opinions on vampire rules or how vampires feel things should go. So I'll just go ahead and say that if you're paying us the most, we'll work for you.
1: She smiles. I wouldn't have you managing an establishment for free. However, she leans forward. There would be an additional cost.
0: She looks at Reon. raises a brow. Drea just raises a brow and says nothing.
1: You see, Maginox is full of dirty little secrets. Secrets like the talus. Secrets that we'd like to keep hidden. Again, to maintain the peace, the facade of Maginox being a pleasure city. And to dissipate any of those nasty rumors about the trade of corpses or the dissemination of the undead or the sale of uh, black market body parts. Those types of nasty rumors. We'd like those squashed. And what better way to squash rumors than to control the source of the flow of information? And by being proprietors, managers of this establishment, you could potentially gain access to a bevy of secrets. Secrets that you would pass on to me. I am in the business of knowledge. I have far surpassed the need for coin, and am looking for adventurers, such as yourself, to train in the ways of Maginox and to bring a semblance of order vampiric order to our fair city and you working for House Ficadas would be considered high ranking guests. You're on pauses
0: and kinda just searches the faces of everyone else around.
1: It's not a bloody deal, as I'm sure you are used to, but it might lead to some interesting leads that may necessitate violence.
3: Tugum looks at Drian with the death stare of, you are dumb if you think we're not taking this deal.
0: Ah, Maybe it wouldn't be so bad not having to make a living out in the field all the time. Not young anymore.
1: And you mentioned Leonin women. Why, I think that would be a fine addition to this establishment.
0: Ah! Why not? As long as we get to go out sometimes and rough people up.
1: Most assuredly so. But it seems you have a bevy of experience behind you. Why, this small, green, young man. Look look at his sharp eyes, rolling on the sides of his head.
2: Such a keen look. manages to look very cross-eyed at this exact moment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why, I'm sure a joke never flies over his head, or on the side of his head that he doesn't notice. And you, she looks at Tugum. Why, dressed to the nines, instruments on your lap? I'm sure you could carouse and get information out of anyone with your silver tongue.
3: Say less. We're in.
1: (laughs) Uh, She looks up at Asriel. You've been awfully quiet, my dear. What do you have to say to this arrangement? Put an end to all the... Corpse trade in the illicit rising of the recently dead. Does that not appease to you, appeal to you? Hmm.
6: I don't particularly care about so much of that. Mostly one individual in particular. I have questions for, but if everybody else wants to do it, I don't care.
0: Ah, it's settled then, huh? What's, uh, what's first step here, going back after Duke Talus, I'm guessing? She
1: nods. Unfortunately, whatever had happened to Duke Talus, assuming that wasn't his head you brought in, will have to be resolved.
0: That can be resolved, but I might need help resolving something else myself.
1: And what is that?
0: I need those out there to end up in a place with no guards, if you take my meaning.
1: Hmm. I see. And when would you like this unfortunate occurrence to happen?
0: If they haven't left yet, preferably sooner.
1: I'm sure we could find a way to keep them around, even if they desired to leave. Maginoxes like that, you know? There's always something to do, something to see, eat, experience. She laughs.
0: Sounds like we have a deal then.
1: Very good. Before we get started
3: though, we're gonna need a little bit of starter coin for some supplies.
1: And what is it, what are the supplies you need?
3: I just wanted money.
0: (laughs) Does he say (laughs) that in character?
3: No, no, I don't know. Uh, we need help, we need to get more supplies for our little green friend here to build a bigger cannon.
5: (gasps) Wait, I can build a bigger cannon?
1: First off, (laughs) before I start filling your pockets with coin, Let's resolve the little problem we have with Duke Talus, and I want you to bring me his heart.
0: Be surprised if he has one. All right. But first, I need those out there to not go off running their mouths. I need them either dead or to think that what they got was the real thing.
1: Hmm, that can be arranged. Don't worry your <clears throat> maned head, my Leonin friend. Whatever they have, they'll hand over. And it will be dealt with.
0: All right, well... It sounds like the best thing to do now is go and uh, take care of this guy for real this time. All right, the dancer waits. <laughs> Koslo Tugum Asriel! Are you ready?
1: She says, Take the time you need, and why don't you enjoy the comforts of Koslo's den? <laughs> she gestures, uh Enjoy your evening. There's no rush to finishing this. I will live a hundred of your lifetimes. I can wait.
0: Dreon nods. All right, then. Good talking to you. He stands up.
3: A pleasure. I am always ready. I have been ready since the first time we came in here. I am ready. Let's roll.
1: I am not ready. I need a nap. Your orcish eagerness is refreshing. Enjoy your evening, please. I insist. That's what Maginox is all about, isn't it?
5: Yes, ma'am.
1: Kozlo.
4: Yeah.
6: Would you mind if I borrowed your eye? Which your one? Purple one? Your purple one. Oh, the glowing one? Yes, please. I have an idea.
5: You have an idea? <laughs> okay. <laughs> there
1: you go. Very very funny, Kozlo.
2: Kozlo answered the eye gem thing.
1: The um, Dancer's attempting to pull whatever. Tugum back oh, yeah. to the north.
6: is going to study this gem and see... Azrael, if we're going to go back and fight the Duke, Azrael wants to save the puppy. Okay. And they want to see if they can use the gem to get the puppy on our side.
1: Make me an Arcana check, please. Uh, the eye is difficult to discern, but you sense the resonance of uh, of undeath there. It certainly has the ability to hold sway over the undead, but its power might be limited to the undead created by Duke Talus. The corpse hound, however, would probably fall within that category and would allow you some advantage if you wish to exert your influence over it. Okay. Uh, the dancer is. Uh, whoop, she is coming back and trying to entertain. I hope everything I you... went well.
3: Alrighty. Uh, I motion the dancer over to me. Hello, darling. Just making sure.
1: Would you like some more wine?
3: You know it. Keep it coming.
1: There you go. She pours you uh, a cup and hands it directly to you.
3: I down it. Another. Very well. Vicaris is picking up the tab today.
1: Oh, an exciting evening. You must have gotten some excellent work. Congratulations. I have found working for House Vicatus to be Very enjoyable, and in fact, they take very good care of me." The Drow looks down at you. I don't think you could be in any worse hands. The Vicadans are some of the most powerful vampires in Maginox. Wow, to actually gain the attention of them, you must be very strong.
3: Can I do a history check to see if uh Vicatus is the like strongest house in Medronox?
1: Absolutely. Uh, from what you are aware, they are the strongest house. Okay. What kind of work do they have you doing?
3: That's not your concern. I'd like another glass of wine.
1: It's, it's classified! I understand. Here's your wine. She heads on over to uh, Kozlo and Dreon. Drink, gentlemen. Yeah! Uh, Dreon holds up his empty glass and doesn't say anything. She pours. Oh, uh, why the long face, my handsome Leonin? Oh, it always uh. looks like that!
0: And he looks over at Kozlo. he's got a point, this is mostly just my face.
1: We offer a, a, a free undercoat brushing service.
0: <laughs> you know, maybe that'll get me feeling better, if you don't mind.
1: I'll go get the Furminator. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know how hard that is to say with a straight face? Holy shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is it, she says in her sexiest voice, "I'll go get the Furminator." Oh no! <laughs> why is my why is my bad sexy voice my worst sexy voice? i just got to use the normal sexy voice. Oh my god! All right. Anyway, as the dancer leaves to go get a Furminator, uh, you are <laughs> left alone. Tugger
3: leans over the table at Dreon. See how much money I just made us?
0: What? You almost fucking got the job tossed out because you couldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah, and all you want to do is go have a battle with your twin over there. You realize... Are yeah, we going to kill that
5: guy or what? Yes, we're
0: We are definitely killing him. That is, that okay. is yes. <laughs> the point is, he has to be killed before he tells other people that we did not actually bring him the head of Dutanis. If he does that we do not get any more work. Oh yeah, that's
3: it. It's not gonna last, by the way, very long. Hey, Birdbrain, we have work for the most powerful house in Madronox. Who's he gonna tell that doesn't answer to us now?
0: you're so fucking young. You just think, oh, I have work now. I'll always have work. It doesn't work like that.
3: All right, genius, let's go chain of command here. They tell somebody, who are they gonna tell?
0: The entire fucking city of Maginox, stupid. That's run by the people we work for. They don't just it's not just them. There are a bunch of houses. Good job. You got in with one house. They're like the fucking the most sevens. powerful house. Ah, Christ, you're stupid.
1: <laughs> uh, the dancer comes back in with a rake sized firminator. <laughs>
3: Don't forget his widowed tummy.
1: Oh, yeah. Does he want a brushy, brushy?
0: Yeah, I do. Could we call it something else? Hmm.
1: Yes, the my This
5: be here for this.
0: Fade to black. Fade to black.
1: Fade to black. Fade to black.
0: This is really going to fuck me up the next time I go to run my cat stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm Kaza, about to get hold- rid of that entire winter coat, baby.
3: Kazla, why don't you hold his mane back before he before he costs up a fur ball?
1: Okay,
0: all right. Please, there might be a child watching somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm like eight. <laughs> Kazla is like some little like fucking uh, pickpocket living in like 1800s Britain. <laughs> Please, sir, may I have small dynamite?
1: Uh, Uh, the Dancer, uh, begins to, uh, grab this two-handed Furminator, uh, I will make a stat block for it, uh, please do (laughs) not wield it in combat, um, and just begins to, like, brush Dreon's mane, uh, as if it were a large hairbrush, and it gets down to the root, oh, yeah, oh, it gets out that scratchy under, oh, you got some blood in there, maybe it's, it hasn't been perfectly washed, and... Actually, it it feels pretty good, Drian.
0: I I seriously like I'm, I'm imagining when Caleb brushes the cats and they start like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: The dancer Drion, is humming under her breath as she uh, brushes out your mane.
0: Drian uh, begins lightly purring and looks up at her. Do I look old? Tugum,
3: drunk, mockingly. Oh, who's a good kitty?
1: <laughs> Not at all, dear. In fact, you're just long due for some self-care. Here, relax, <sighs> relax, and then we'll pick the mites out of your ears later.
0: Dreon, nods. Yeah, that'll be good. <laughs> you're you giving a coslo for snacks. <laughs> he kind of like slouches back against the against the uh, chair or sofa. Yeah, against the sofa enjoys
1: his brushies (laughs) brushy brushy brushies uh asriel what are you doing aside from uh sitting upside down in your chair
6: uh asriel is studying this gem just like gazing into it they don't eat or drink or sleep so most everything in here is completely and utterly lost on
0: (laughs) asriel uh dreon takes out a pack of cards uh, from his pocket and tosses them over, uh, next to Azrael.
6: You could use those. Azrael looks
0: at them. What, what are those? They're playing cards. Actually, real quick, uh, Drew, how much is, like, Azrael kind of shared about, like, what they are to the rest of the crew? Uh, probably not much
6: than what you've already kind of just, like, gleaned, like... They're not particularly secretive, but also they don't know what's normal and what's not. They have basically no frame of reference for normal social behavior. Besides you guys. So, you know, no
0: (laughs) No, frame of reference for normal social (laughs) behavior.
2: Not just no frame of reference, an actively bad frame of reference. (laughs) Like literally worse than nothing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's
1: like like actively harmful. Well,
0: Okay, There's, there's little cards in there with pictures on them, right? And you can play a bunch of games with them. And what you if... got,
5: like, one of your head voices or whatever that
0: used to play yeah. games or something? What if what if you picked a card and you made one of the voices try to guess which card it was?
6: Uh, Azrael will grab the, the playing cards and, like, sit down at the table with themselves. They oh. kind of, like, mutter to themselves.
1: Would you like to learn mm-hmm. how to play a game? I know lots of games you could play.
6: Azrael completely ignores the dancer and just, like, starts, like, nodding. Mm-hmm Mm -hmm. Uh mm-hmm deals out deals out like a bunch of different playing hands to nobody in particular (laughs) and the cards pick themselves up (gasps) and Azrael starts playing a game and asking themselves the rules of the game as they play with Uh, a bunch of
1: the dancer stops the brushy brushy for a moment do they need... Oh, Dreon,
6: this is very fun. What a great idea.
3: Dreon's back left leg starts twitching.
0: <laughs> Dreon, nods. She continues Drion brushing. Dreon nods and actually just kind of looks like mildly pleased with himself that he was able to like give Asriel something fun to do.
1: See, now isn't this the life you deserve?
0: Eh, Dreon kind of like you know, swivels his head from side to side. It's it's not bad, I'll give it that.
1: He laughs. And you're not old, you're just experienced.
0: I was told we might be working at this place at some point, so uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, well, since we're gonna be working together, potentially, we'll you know, spare maybe the other stuff I'd mentioned earlier, so if you just keep that to yourself.
1: She uh, presses a finger to her lips and gives you a wink. I am... <laughs> anything if if not discreet
0: i know i said a bunch of vulgar things to you but now that we might be co-workers i kind of want to walk those back
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh darling i am extremely good at my job she keep, uh, continues brushing you
0: i can tell <laughs> all right so we spend the night here get some rest although what is fucking night in this city
1: and then I, I guess
0: tomorrow when we wake up and, and whatever constitutes more night, uh, we make for Duke Tannis' and I, you know what, I don't even want to, like, fuck around with him. Like, let's just go in there and kill him. Like, no explaining the situation, no, hey, we changed our mind. Like, what if we just open the door? Like, I just throw my glaive, Tugum, fucking starts throwing insults around, causal you throw grenades, like, we just don't even give him time. I don't... I don't know what he does. slams
6: on the table and looks up deadly serious. Oh! Nobody hurts the puppy.
3: Tugum. God damn it, Asriel. Tugum. Was, like,
2: surprised by this.
3: Tugum, after Dreon says, let's just go do it, Tugum slams it on his table and does the whole Michael Scott. Thank you. <laughs>
0: uh, Thank Trion you. looks at, looks at Asriel. Ah, uh, I don't know what you're thinking here, and, and generally speaking, that's that's kind of the case. I don't think we can save that thing if that's what you're gunning for.
3: Tugum whispers to Azrael, "His cats hate
6: dogs." Azrael looks at you both. Nobody hurts the puppy.
0: Uh, you you heard, and he like kind of like gestures over his over his shoulder. You heard what she said, right? That, that thing is like an abomination to everything in the city, so I don't have to hurt it, but I also don't think we could bring it back. So if you're comfortable with letting it go into the wilderness, I guess. Adrien, 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 Adrien,
3: we'll worry about the puppy later. As I you know, think the puppy will be fine.
1: Uh Adrien, make me a perception check, please. Uh, you hear the drow's very low whisper in your ear as she's brushing you. And you know, Drian, there's a series of underground caves that run under Machinox that are formerly known to the drow. You can hide anything there. She brushes you. Tell me uh, more Julia. about Furonia.
0: It's <sighs> quite dry, not a lot of vegetation was always at war back when I was there.
1: Oh. I wonder what the warm is like. I'm not really good with the sun.
0: Yeah, you probably would not like it there. That's kind of a lot of that there. But it, you know, if you grew up there, it's a it's a pretty enough country.
1: Hmm. I hear the The geothermal rifts that run under Feronia run very close to the surface, and that's how it remains warm all throughout, well, every season. Is that true?
3: Is this girl dancing her way through history school or what?
1: (laughs) She's going to college! God!
3: I went to Bard College, okay? I didn't have to dance my way in a freaking of weirdness
1: she wants to be a history major let her live her life you majored yeah. in performing arts i'm sorry you picked a useless major well i don't Hey, you, and, hey hey we're
3: both performing <laughs> we just did it in an opposite order
1: hey I don't, in, in b and
0: d it looks like performing arts is actually like a pretty valuable profession so yeah. apparently the mistake <laughs> actually was just, the mistake was getting a liberal arts major in, in the real world. <laughs> yeah. um, what am I going to do
1: with this computer science degree?
0: God. <laughs> Does it kill dragons? No, <laughs> no. idiot. <laughs>
1: idiot.
0: Fucking idiot. Dreon looks up. Uh, this geothermic rift stuff's a little above me. I, when I was there back in the day, there wasn't really a lot of talk about any of that kind of stuff. It was mostly who was going to be on top that day. And he looks at her and he pauses. Like, like who is going to be the most powerful?
1: Oh, you know, <laughs> I've always wanted to see the diamond dunes of Feronia. Have you ever seen them?
0: Long time ago, honestly, they are something to behold.
1: She, she like starts braiding a little bit of your hair. Oh, oh my God. Just lets, Yeah, just lets it happen.
2: Koslo perks up on the upon hearing the word diamond.
1: Oh. Yes, diamonds. In fact, I hear the dust and the sand of the diamond dunes are so sharp that it can tear a man to pieces, even in a short gust.
0: You would, uh, you would think that that would keep people away, but, you know, there were always some folks who thought maybe it'd make them rich if they could go out there and find a way to gather some of that stuff, but most of us, we kept away from it
2: is just alternating between very interested and very not interested and very interested again.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, well, perhaps someday I'll be able to see those dunes without being blinded by the Feronian sun. Yeah, how Besides. does that
0: work, by the way? Would it do you just wear like a blindfold and you're fine, or is it like skin on you and you burn, or sun on you and you
1: burn? Well, I, I have. Come to the understanding that some clever artificers have created darkened glass, which they can wear over their faces. Uh, they tend to run uh, very expensive. Uh, so here I am, working for a nice pair. She shakes. Working this nice pair for a nice pair. She laughs.
0: Drian, Drian chuckles at that. Ah. Well, maybe someday you'll get out there to see him.
1: She nods, and when I get my custom, what do they call them, goggles, then maybe I'll visit Feronia. Yeah,
0: enjoy, uh, enjoy Feronia when you go.
1: Uh, she finishes up the brushy brushy, and she bows to the assembled. It appears your drink is empty. May I do anything else for you tonight? You may rest here. Well, you can do anything you want. She laughs. What did, uh, didn't catch your name? Oh. She smiles. You may call me Ari. My name in the drow tongue is very long and complicated. Ari is fine.
0: Oh nice meeting you, Ari.
1: And you as well. But uh, she lifts up the bottle uh, and kind of tilts it at you and cheers to my new co-workers? She smiles.
4: Or should Dreon I say, kinda...
1: boss?
0: Dreon just kind of shrugs and grins.
1: The best of luck in your future Maginox endeavors. She uh, downs the rest of the bottle and leaves.
3: As soon as she leaves, I look at Drian. You know, Ari's not a real name, right?
1: You think she'd give us a fake name?
3: Let me explain this something to you, all right? <laughs> the name they give you is a fake name. And then they say, but I really like you. So I'm going to give you my real name. And then that name is also fake.
5: <laughs> I mean, didn't she literally say that it wasn't her name? Like she has some weird elf when that's too difficult.
1: Yeah, that was the excuse she used. My uh, my other name is yeah. too long for you, stupid. Not the first time I heard that!
3: <laughs> <sighs> Christina, also, um, all of my gold is gone. Uh, I didn't spend it <laughs> on anything. Question and this mark? Was just, and this was to <laughs> be bankrolled by the vampire chicks, Yeah, so. how did that
1: happen? Must have fallen in between the couch cushions you're sitting on. Crazy, maybe oh. you'll- maybe you'll find it later. <laughs>
3: Oh my god. <laughs> my wallet
0: You've been uh you've been robbed.
3: No, 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 no. she said she
0: was paying for it all
1: <laughs> Alright. Do you all uh, decide to take a long rest in uh, <clears> the <throat> Koslov's den? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is oh. there is there a giant pile of Dreon fur like
1: Oh, yeah, it's oh, huge. It, it's massive. Actually, it's bigger than Kozlo. I'm going to get I have a perfect. I need hang on. Hang on. Just like a
2: hay
6: bale. I
1: do <laughs> you know what I was thinking? Hey, uh, yes. Okay, that's a little too big, but <laughs> those
3: are sugar bales, not play bales. No,
1: that's just that's
3: about
2: right.
1: It's just that's cat
2: right. fur. There's just so much cat fur under him. Kozlo makes a little goblin bed out of it.
3: <laughs> uh, I thought Coslo was gonna fucking swan dive off the couch cushions into it.
1: Uh, Drian, ah. what is left under your feet uh, appears to be the remnants of your undercoat, and you have a lovely braid hanging on off of your face off the right side. It is neatly bound, and on the end is a uh, small obsidian crystal.
3: Yes, I knew it was gonna be a bead at the end of it. I
0: knew it. <laughs> Dreon seems like pleasant or pleasantly surprised by it. Um, he pulls up the he pulls the table that's in the, the center of the room and he pulls it closer to him so that he can like stretch out his legs and like put his clasp his
1: hands behind his head, try to get some sleep. All right. And with Koslo falling asleep in uh, Dreon's undercoat, uh, Asriel not sleeping, as they don't. Asriel have to. just Asriel just
6: keeps playing cards with themselves.
3: <laughs> look at look at that-look at that character face. You think that thing sleeps? Absolutely not.
1: <laughs> and Tugum wondering where his wallet went. That is where we will end today's session. Cool. That was
0: uh Christina, didn't it surprise you? We didn't just try to murder the Duke straight up.
1: <laughs> I was ready for uh either way. So. Either way. <laughs> I, I think he was uh willing to negotiate. But uh, then again. You'll find that a lot of the vampires and Maginox that wish to uh, live a long life would prefer not fighting to fighting.
0: That makes sense. I mean, his like whole thing is he just wants to do science, so it's not like he's like, "Oh, I really just want to fight this this guy yeah. and all of his mean friends with grenades and insults and <laughs> Twilight." That's that's like the, the You ever
3: you seen Men in the original Men in Black? Yes. When he like when he like has to like do like the test. And, like, the gates open, and everybody starts shooting, like, the test. And he just <laughs> shoots the one little girl. He's like, I look over at this guy, and he's not snarling. He's sneezing.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, the whole test. It's like, this is the only person that stands out because she's normal. She's clearly the alien.
0: Uh, so we we obviously, like, we didn't have a scene where we were, like, riding back or anything. But Dreon was totally on the way out. Just going to be like, oh, yeah, we're 100% going to kill him. <laughs>
1: Uh, so next session, we will return to the laboratory to put an end to Duke Talus' experiments. Uh, and hopefully, you will uh, succeed. And I hear you're going to save the dog.
0: Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, are we not
3: fighting the other group first? Like, on the yeah, way out?
0: That... So, like, the way I took it just from, like, a DM interpretation um, is just that, like... Basically, uh, is it, what was it, not Cassandra, what was her name? Uh, Calista. Yeah, basically that Calista would just make sure that they would be too busy to go anywhere else, so. That's kind of like, Dreon just took that as like, well, you seem like you could do that.
1: Yes, essentially she is going to set it up so they are in a uh, prime spot for you to do whatever you want to do with them. Uh, But she is going to ensure that they stay in Maginox and is going to keep tabs on them while you take care of Duke Taylor's.
6: Tugum. So. You don't want to find out what happens if you hurt the dog.
3: I don't yeah, want to I, hurt the dog. I don't want to hurt the dog. I'm just eh. we got we got freaking stubborn McGee over here like arguing about the dog, and I'm just like, just worry about the dog when we get to the dog.
0: I mean, in fairness, Drayon—like Dreon wants to hurt the dog, but like, you know, Drion's not gonna bring the dog back when his employer is basically like, We don't deal with things that are made of disembodied corpses, so you also literally said that to a disembodied corpse. <laughs> oh, it's not lost on me. It's not lost on me, but, like, Dreon's not totally sure what Azriel is.
3: Oh, but there's other families who might deal with disembodied corpses, right?
1: Listen, it's the flavor of disembodied corpse that matters. But what makes Azreel different from all the other corpses around? Uh, maybe we'll find that out, uh, next time. In- in Arctis. Almost. She said oh, it! Uh, she said the title! Wah 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 wah! She said the name of the thing! <laughs> they said the name <laughs> of the thing in the title credits! <laughs> cool. Uh, Alright, thanks everyone! Yeah, thank you guys for the good session, and I will see you uh, next week. Cool! Oh, yeah. Bye! Right. Have a good night, night everybody. Y'all. See ya. Alright. That is it for Kamos today. I hope you all enjoyed watching the session. Good flow! This is our uh, second game in the Arctis universe. And it's nice having some new players in order to uh, explore the world. You guys are seeing it from the uh, POV of the region uh, Polaris. And the other crew, the Ascended, uh, were originally in the region of Arcturus. We get to see a little bit um, of a couple of the different regions of the world. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed. Thank you so much, chat. I'm gonna scroll through chat and just say thank you to everybody who joined. Thank you, Salvain. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for the host earlier, dear. Failed Plague, thanks for reminding me about the overlay. I did fix it during the break. I hope that helped. Nukiyashi, always appreciate you being here. Big thanks. Uh, 20 site, 2020 site. Thank you so much. Glad you're enjoying it. Ace the Jobber, Switch W, switch w. Asat the circle. Welcome to chat. Thank you so much for the 100 bits earlier. Yes, these guys are starting at level four and we are gonna build out the characters. I usually um, have level progression be a little bit faster between four and 10 and then we slow down at 10. So these guys, we have a new player. So they're kind of uh, getting used to D&D and I don't wanna overload them. Criddle, thank you for the resub. Greatly appreciated. <clears throat> All right, thanks everybody for joining. Check out Arctis Cosmos every week on Mondays at six o'clock and Arctis Ascended on Wednesdays, same time. Catch our VODs on YouTube at ArctisDD. You can follow uh, us on Twitter. Play Arctis. We post funny clips. We will probably post the Furminator clip. Uh, (laughs) So that's probably going on there. Um, And I stream Arctis here. Thank you so much for watching. Greatly appreciated. We are a new D&D live play. And your support and your viewership is super duper hyper Omega poggers appreciated. (laughs) Thank you, 2020 side. Thank you so much. Thank you for watching, and I hope you all have a wonderful night.